Welcome to the Cinema Swamp, a podcast where friends, enemies, and Minnesotans argue about movies. What the heck kind of movies is Hunter into these days? Find out this week as Hunter talks about his top 10 favorite movies of all time, as Justin, Zach, and Chloe offer some added dialogue on the side. Watch out for minor spoilers for Captain America Civil War, Chef, Batman vs. Superman, Winter Soldier, Black Panther, Wonder Woman, Fargo, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Children of Men, The Prestige, Creep, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, This is the End, Molly's Game, and Gremlins 2. Watch out for major spoilers for Jurassic Park, Star Trek 2009, Iron Man 2, Sherlock Holmes 2, the Indiana Jones series, Gremlins, Evil Dead 2, Back to the Future, and The Sitter. Anyway, we can start now um, with the Cinema Swamp. This is episode 6. I can't believe we we made it to episode 6, so this is officially a thing now. Yeah. We're a <laughs> half-ish, even though one was like, I have the episode. Yeah, but uh, as always, this is... Justin. Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, we cool. started. We've been recording this whole time anyway. Sweet. And <laughs> as always, with me is Mr. Goble across from me. Yeah. And as I pretty much as always at this point, <laughs> we have Zach and Chloe as well. Thanks for having me. Up. Yeah. If everyone wants to say hi, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I have nothing to say <laughs> after that. Uh, but we can talk about uh, what we saw <clears throat> recently. Last mm-hmm. movie we saw, Last Movie on Earth, mm-hmm. which is a recurring segment, mm-hmm. as our dedicated listeners should know by now. Yeah, <laughs> and we've we've edited it into a edited it into a game of sorts, thanks to Chloe. Um, if you listen to our last episode, um, Chloe had us guess her last movie on Earth by giving us a short description of it. Um, and as I was listening back to the podcast, I was like, "Dang, that was so cool." Let's do that again. And I, as I kept thinking, I'm like, let's keep score and have an ongoing contest. So I don't know if we'll keep score just till like you know to the I don't know a year or something, or if we'll just keep going throughout every episode for until someone dies. Yeah. Um, when someone dies. But uh, um, if you if you didn't listen to the last episode, basically as we go around the circle doing our normal um, last movie on Earth, guessing each other's last movie on Earth. We'll give a short description, probably based off of IMDb or Letterboxd or Netflix, um, and then the first person to guess it right wins a point, basically. Um, and you only get one guess, so if you you can't guess twice or you just, I don't know, lose a point or something stupid. Um, but yeah, just give one guess out, and then if you guess that person's, then you get a point, and we'll keep track forever. So, so what you're saying is I have to be serious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unless you just want to give up a point. You can't if I actually want to win. <laughs> if you do want to guess, you yeah, you can forfeit your. <laughs> and then you just have like a severe excess of points. And yeah. You just like throw out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In a year, it's gonna be like everyone's got points and Justin zero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Is that your description? Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Lived <laughs> <laughs> a young Hobbit. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Planes well, too. <laughs> oh, we already Dang. mentioned planes too. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, so yeah, I don't know who wants to go first. I know I've gone first before, and just Chloe I've has not gone first. first. I know for a fact. Yeah, since so it's Chloe's game, Chloe is the founder, half founder of Dang. the game. So. I'm accidentally a genius. We should, yeah. go up. we should go this way. 
This way? Oh, you want to do last? Yeah, thanks. Give me a second. <laughs> this one is hard. I'll have to, like, heavily edit. Yeah. Because... Make it somewhat of a challenge. When blank enters the blank blank of the blank... <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter Chamber Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter Phoenix of Asperger. <laughs> wow, that movie doesn't even exist and you're right. <laughs> I did see that movie. That was the last movie it's I saw. Ever. <laughs> anyway, we're radio. reading right now. Alright, we'll see if... We'll see if this is heavily edited enough. Okay. I'll show for the crowd. This is me just Googling the name because all of them <laughs> say the same thing for some reason. Um, although they made their way through high school successfully, an investigation at a local college brings big changes for these people. Um, oh. Not only do they have to crack the case, but the two overgrown adolescents must learn how to behave like adults. Oh, that might not be enough. If you need more, let no. me know. I mean, is this, like, is this a kids movie we're talking about? Like, could be. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm totally just going to that Daphne and Velma movie that just came out. But I feel like you did not watch that movie. Is it Daphne and Velma movie? That's just, well, <laughs> just them. Listen, there is a live action movie no. with Scooby Doo versus without like a- Scooby Doo. Just called Daphne and Velma. This sounds like when an adult that movie. That just came out. You can go to Netflix and find it. Or not Netflix, but Redbox. That's my guess. My Is bad. Is it the same act- actresses from no. the Scooby-Doo movies? <laughs> not from any of them. Okay, just so... Two overgrown adolescents who graduate high school or college? I know. They made their way through so. high school and now they're, they're in college. They're in college and they're solving a mystery. Jinkies. <laughs> Jinkies. Like Zoinks. <laughs> that was like Zoinks Scoop. Alrighty. I can only do Fred. <laughs> Come on, gang. Alright, gang. Let's get Daffy's serious, with gang. me. Scooby's with the dog. Jinkies. Like Scooby has some dog. <laughs> Man. Daphne has no personality. <laughs> Should we ask for hints? Like... Director? No, or... we should just guess. <laughs> or should we just... Well, I already, I already or know. if we I'm, all guess I'm, wrong, then we'll get a hint. I'm out, so yeah. I can like, I can ask a oh, question. Oh, you did guess that. Um, yeah, I did. Um, I thought that's what it was. Is <laughs> yeah, it I... a mineral? <laughs> What's her not... Um, Lisa... Is Lisa Kudrow is in it? Phoebe, from... <laughs> Phoebe from Friends. No. Okay, it's not that one. Then. No. Okay. You don't know it. I, I know what it oh, is, you do so know I can't guess. Oh, my gosh. Zach, give us a hint. What's the name of the movie? Uh... You already said it. It's Planes 2. <laughs> it actually is Planes 2. Like, I do not have an I did idea. not see that being the plot of Planes 2. Can you say, give you your description one more time? Yes, I can do that. Although they made their way through high school successfully, an investigation at a local college brings big changes for these people. Not only do they have to crack the case, oh. but now two overgrown adolescents yeah. must learn how to behave like adults. Got it. Yeah. They made it with your high school, so it's 22 Jump Street. Yeah. yeah. Wait, was it really that? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a weird description. Like, I was... I, when I you... had to edit it so much, because it literally yeah. says, like, 
Um, they made their way through high school. Now college brings big changes for these two undercover officers. Well, like, uh, that would have been... I would have taken that. I, okay. Well, I was thinking it was 21 still good, Jump Street, but I was like, why? But they made their way through high school. Yeah, yeah. but that's what threw me all off. Said, I, just blurred, I almost blurred out 21 Jump Street. <laughs> I, I, wrong. I got yeah. scoreboard here, so... Do you? That's nice. one for you. Nice. What the heck? I'll give a better test. description next <laughs> Alright, so we're going this way? Mm-hmm. Me turn? Yes, Me turn? Hunter's turn? <laughs> Me turn? Um, I do the podcast well. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we have... <laughs> okay. There's no way to not... You guys are going to do this right away. A glimpse at a day in the life of two convenience store clerks who are sharp-witted, potty-mouthed, and bored out of their minds. <laughs> clerks. Clerks. <laughs> yeah. clerks. clerks. Yeah. I haven't even seen the movie. I got that. Yeah. Right. I, I guess that was you, you blurted it first. But yeah. I was going to say clerks, Zach has I was a like, point. I was going to say movie. clerks, too, but... Uh, clerks, that's that's movies? <laughs> Jane, Silent Rob. <laughs> Silent Rob? I wasn't even close. Silent Bob. Silent Bob. See, I, I just watched it for the first time. Silent, <laughs> Silent Rob. Silent Rob. <laughs> quiet Rob. Um, is it Quiet Bob or is geez, it Silent like, Bob? That's like the Chinese bootleg him, of like yes. <laughs> You know, these Silent Steve. <laughs> this has the characters' names in it, but I'm just gonna say it anyway because there's no way. But. <laughs> After falling head over hooves in love with Giselle, Elliot's road to the altar takes a slight detour when Mr. Weenie is kidnapped by a group of pampered pets determined to return two. Oh. Him. Wait, why, why do you know that? <laughs> Wait, why do you That's know that? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait. That's why I know Giselle. <laughs> Elliot's Open girlfriend. season two. <laughs> actually seen open season no, two. I've seen open season. I know who oh, Elliot yeah. is Ashton Kutcher and I know Giselle is the love interest. That's about all I remember. And then you said Weenie. I remember Weenie was one of the weird tourist pets. Mr. Weenie. Well, you could have said open season three and been wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, watched... I almost said it because I'm like, that can't be the direct sequel to we're, open and we're, season. We're not even talking about what we felt about the movie, by the way, but open season two, I give, I give a star and a half. Was it? Was okay. there more to the title that I missed or anything? Or is it no? Just open it is season open two? season two. That's there's not, no sub. There's nothing okay. else to it. Nice. I don't know why they made a sequel. It's direct to video sequel. I uh, Patreon request actually. That's why I watched it. Mm-hmm. And uh, star and a half. It's not star good. But, I'm guessing. But does it still have Ashton Kutcher? No. <laughs> okay. It's Joe Joe McHale replaces him. I don't know who that is. Yeah, it's the guy from Community. Main guy. Um, I've never seen Community. Well, you'll never, you'll never know now. I'm a Donald Russo Brothers Glover? fanatic now. Not Donald Glover. Donald, Donald Glover's Glover. the other guy. <laughs> Donald Glover's the guy who had a better career and not doing all <laughs> Yeah, he plays Weenie. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the movie's not good, but it's be- it's actually a slightly <clears throat> tiny bit better than the first one in that it just didn't annoy me. But you're just sitting there like, why does this exist? Yeah. <laughs> More about that in a video in the future. <laughs> anyway. After making their way through high school. <laughs> really? Is it? Yeah, we saw the same movie. Right. Oh my god. There's like to... no way to like change it either because anything yeah. I said would be. You could go for the one before, I guess, if you. Well, I mean, I, I... It's not the last movie. It's true. It's yeah. true. Then, that, was, then I'm lying. I almost watched a movie before work today, but I mm-hmm. didn't end up doing oh. that. So. Well, Justin, you can take this one. You 22 Jump Street! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> 
No, I, I'm not gonna write it down. Yeah. If we have repeats, I'm not gonna write yeah, it down. Okay. But twenty two. We gotta stop street. watching movies together. Hey, what did you think of it, by the way? Because I actually find it to be the least, the less superior of the two. Oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, twenty one Jump Street well, is definitely better. The thing better. with twenty two Jump Street is it went so meta. I yeah. Like, talking about the budget. I thought it was then, funny. Like well, I didn't catch that. And like, there's one part thing. where they're like looking for the tattoo, and they like suspect this guy, the rooster or whatever his name is, and he his tattoo is a red herring. I thought that was Oh, really it literally funny. is a red, a red herring. herring. Yeah. I thought That's that was funny super actually. Funny. I mean, but some of their jokes were like they're funny like when they're like looking at that office that looks like the ice cube. Yeah, and he's yeah. like he's like, "Look at his office. It looks like a giant cube of ice." I'm like <laughs> some of those I'm like it's funny, but like I'm not a fan of like the kind of movie where it's like Hey, we're gonna we're gonna do a sequel that copies the first movie. Yeah. So let's make fun of the fact that we're doing that. Yeah. Like where they're making fun of the fact that they're being lazy. I'm like, okay, but you're still being lazy. But like, whatever. I, when I watched it the first time, I never actually realized how meta it was right, with yeah. the jokes. Yeah, I didn't. Either. And then this time, even like Queen Latifah, she's Ice Cube's wife, <laughs> and she's she's talking about how she's straight out of Compton, right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. It's, Dang. And then there's the whole ending sequence of like going through like fifty jump streams. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I, I'm way over here now. But no, I was gonna say that oh, that final montage is like the best part of the yeah. whole movie, yeah. and I enjoy like the music there and just how crazy they get. And then eventually, it's like there's a Twenty One Jump Street TV series animated. Yeah. And I'm like, because they literally game. did that all the time in the eighties and nineties, yeah. like. Name me a movie. There's an animated series about it. There's a Beetlejuice series that went on mm-hmm. for like five years. Adam's Family, like, right? Yeah, they did like with everything. Like literally every movie. Had Dark it. Crystal. <laughs> That's already puppets. It's halfway there. Global Dark Crystal was not successful. <laughs> but yeah, last episode we talked about. I think maybe. I'm oh yeah, missing we did. MIB twenty. MIB twenty three. So, which... so I just felt like what having a double feature of twenty one and twenty two Jump Street. I was gonna say though I I, I wouldn't watch Clerks because we had talked about that. Yeah, so I watched open. <laughs> I watched open season two because we didn't talk about it, and I would choose to not watch good movies. I almost watched Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut because we had just talked. It just about briefly that. mentioned it. That'd been wild. You would have been just in this episode. Like, Whoa, guys! Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> I just uh, want Chloe to Tom have. Cruise like... just can't get it on. <laughs> oh, uh, Eyes Wide. I, I wish Chloe like every time would come on and it'd be like she walk, watches like weird like movies together like last time she watched Mother and then Back to the Future <laughs> and Kill Bill or whatever yeah, and then yeah this time she watches like that's Eyes Wide like Shut Planes movies, too <laughs> yeah and then something Eyes with Jai Courtney Planes oh god <laughs> finish it off with Jai Courtney Jai I'm getting Jai Courtney Jesus I'm All I'm literally movies. I think I'm gonna make a video for YouTube called a Jai Courtney tribute but just have all the times he's just staring and being boring and just that. <laughs> Like, but really epic. You just see it through movies where he's not talking. Exactly. I'm going to do that. You should have think. that and just have our commentary. <laughs> just cut out all the Jai Courtney I think. I think if if we ever got popular enough, someone could make like a Jai Courtney remix. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. And just have us talk about just Jai Courtney. Make a full-length action movie of Jai Courtney. Just from, <laughs> just from scenes from Divergent and G- Terminator Genesis. Suicide Squad? Squad. Yeah, he's the bad guy, basically. The, one of the, oh, the jerk... Uh, 
Yeah. But don't worry. He's Captain Boomerang. It has a great conclusion when the final movie came out. Oh, wait. They never had a final movie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Remember that? That was dumb. I saw a tweet the other day that said, remember that awkward time when Divergent just didn't have a final movie? And I'm like, that is kind (laughs) of weird. Like, it never did. It got three movies in. They split the last one in half. Like they always do. And then, but they didn't do the second half. Because at that point, Splitting movies in half was not successful anymore. Yeah. So now movies are not doing it. They're going away from that. Infinity like in, War nailed it. Infinity War <laughs> even is kind of going away from it from the fact that they're not doing part one, part yeah. two, but yeah. they're like, they're doing like a they different are, but plot. Are. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, like Divergent decided to split it in two because, oh, Harry Potter didn't. They got double the money. Yeah. And no one saw Divergent 3. So they never did Divergent 4. They were going to do a TV movie. And Shailene Woodley, because it wasn't part of her contract, just said, see ya. And they never finished. <laughs> so awkward. Yes. Oh, also, real quick. This is going to be real quick. Like, doo-doo-doo-doo, you know, movie news. <clears throat> real quick. Just real quick. <laughs> but I heard that Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pine yep. are not going to come back. For the, the Star Trek movie? Which, this is. there's going to be two things I really want to say is... One, I really wish they'd come back because the fourth one where you bring back Chris Hemsworth would involve time travel because he died in the first yeah. movie... And I'll write that down. That is a spoiler. But I would love to see that happen where he actually comes that back. That would be so good. But if they don't come back, that leaves a perfect opportunity for them to just end that series Dude, at number generation. three and either do Next Generation. I've heard people say that. Or have Tarantino come in to do his full-fledged Star Trek movie he wants to do yeah. without any boundaries of well we have this series going on so we should adhere to that no he could just do his own thing then that would be nice so that's all I want to say about that mm-hmm. but really I'd love to see I really want Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pine to team up in like a time traveling Star Trek movie but <laughs> mm-hmm. if they really don't have the money oh well start over and bring Tarantino in that's what I yeah say. that's <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what to follow up with the Tarantino Star yeah. Trek business. I mean, I mean it's kind of neat to see him do something science fictiony, but yeah. Star Trek, like, I don't know if it would have been a part of the the universe of Star Trek that we have or what, but I don't know. The Tarantino one? Yeah, if Tarantino oh, did a Star Trek he would Trek just movie. do a remake, it'd be a full... And they would remake. stop with the J.J. Abrams ones sure. all together? I'm okay. sure, yeah. Because the, yeah, they're not going to make a Tarantino one if that J.J. Abrams one is still going on. Yeah. Well, because there's so many conflicting reports. It all comes from the fact that he was on a podcast couple years ago where he was like someone said oh if you did a star wars movie what would you do he's like you know i'd rather do a star trek movie and everyone loved that they're like oh my god you should actually do it and Mm -hmm. it's like he already said he's like he probably wouldn't do it himself but he'd love to produce it and Mm -hmm. uh they already had the jj abrams series going on and to me i feel like he wouldn't want that because he's a dude that i don't think he wants boundaries Mm -hmm. and you'd have to be part of their storyline I don't think he would do it so much as, like, the J.J. Abrams type of style. I think he would have done, like, if you guys watch the, um, is it USS Callister? Oh, the, the Black, Black Mirror, Mirror episode? episode? Yeah. Something It'd be more like, like that. More 60s. So he could still yeah. do the insane dialogue. But yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Cause but he... do an extreme 60s feel where it's, like, a really cheaply put together studio <laughs> where it's, like, the inside of the, <laughs> of the, uh... All right. The Enterprise. I don't, yeah, I don't watch so who, who, who would Sam Jackson play? <laughs> <laughs> Sam Jackson? Well, I mean, in the original Klingon. series, who... What, what the heck? Why can't I think? Did, Who's the, the, the only black person they had was the Hura, so he can't play her. So I, <laughs> I mean, he could. Sky's the limit. 
Get the hell over here. <laughs> Beat me up. <laughs> no, because she has yeah. the thing with Spock, so she could be like, get the hell over here, Spock, kiss me. But, you know. <laughs> he still has the most bad. <laughs> Mother effer, why aren't you kissing me? Still wearing the iPad from <laughs> the like, I have no feelings. <laughs> what, what are you saying about feelings? What are you talking about? He so, doesn't talk like so that. So racist. That's, yeah, that's my, that's more the Gary Coleman from. Yeah. <laughs> what you talking about? Sorry about that. Uh, but I'd love for them to do a, like a Tarantino Star Trek, but I just think it's, uh, I think it's all blown out of proportion from one podcast that was done years ago that yeah. just, yeah. I don't think it counts. I don't think he's given the thought to it. <laughs> like, I, honestly. I would like to see a Next Generations movie, though. Like, continue the franchise, but it's well, next they're, generation. They're bringing Picard back for some reason. Oh, yeah. yeah that, they're going to make... Yeah, I guess they are going to do the series again. Yeah, they're, like, doing, like, a TV spinoff or something, but... Yeah, it's... Star Trek, man. We could just go on and on next, about that. It's the next generation. All I got to say is I started watching the original series, and it's great, and I get why oh everyone <laughs> loves it and why people who love it kind of hate the new movies, but I love the new movies, too. Mm-hmm. But they're definitely different. Anyway, we should move on. We should bring back Anton Yelchin. What was that? <laughs> Just kidding. Was he dark? Died. Yeah, he died. <laughs> I think they should bring back the life Ricardo Montalban to play Khan. And then slap Benedict Cumberbatch and be like, mm-hmm. I'm the real Khan. This guy's just an imposter. And everyone would be like, oh, continuity makes sense again. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, I'm going to write Star Trek in general. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down 22 Jump Street. Yeah, oh, I got, I got that too, yeah. But anyway, we can move along now to today's episode, which we've already done the top ten. We did my top ten a couple weeks ago, and now we're going to move on and do uh, Hunter's top ten, because he has it all plotted out. And yeah, we'd like to do this every couple episodes, just do someone's top ten, whoever has them ready, get some different movies, especially. I mean, Chloe, you say you like every movie on the planet, so... No, I'm being vicious. Uh, if I do a top ten, like, it's gonna ooh. be... We're, we're gonna see the claws come out, then, for that episode. It's gonna be, like, gonna be like... It's probably gonna be, like, garbage movies. <laughs> garbage movies. <laughs> like, The Room, Goofy, mo- well, goofy, goofy movie, movie. Goofy Movie. Goofy Movie is <laughs> The good. last ten goofy movies movie. that you had seen. Yeah. <laughs> Mother, Kill Bill 1 and 2. Back to the future, two. Two and 3. The first two Kill Bills. Yeah. <laughs> My number one movie is an extremely goofy movie. Here's why. Yeah. I think it's great that they both go back to college. <laughs> <laughs> Life of the party oh, tried doing it. Like 22 Jump Street. Wait, yeah, we could have done that goofy movie for the I didn't even realize that like, oh, basically it was the same movie. Oh, I should have done that. <laughs> but anyway, um, we're going to move on then and do uh, your top ten. Mm-hmm. And uh, like last time, you have some honorable mentions. We allow five honorable mentions. But the rules in general... Are you know you do ten movies and that you have to own the movie, you have to have seen it three times, mm-hmm. and the movie needs to be at least at least a year old. Mm-hmm. So that's why Mother yeah. can't be part of it. Yeah, because yeah. we'd have to wait it's, till September. We, th- we thought about holding off so that Mother Darren Aronofsky's film Mother could be a part of it. <laughs> um, My mother could be I know. part of it. <laughs> Darren Aronofsky's mother could be part of it. Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it came out September. September's still a ways away, and we couldn't wait. So, um, <laughs> But it will be... I didn't even put in my honorable mentions, just because I wanted to stay true. But eventually, it will. I, it'll probably be top five of my favorite movies, I'm guessing. So I already own it. I've seen three times. Are you guys going to do, like, this, like, yearly? <clears throat> like a... 
or if, oh, if things change. I think uh, at the we should have an end of the year episode, like maybe, like or maybe like our year, like since we've had the podcast for you, not like Christmas, but like, and we'll say. And not do a top ten list again, but say like in this changed? past year of movies, like yeah, has anything else changed in your list? And yeah, then you, yeah. you get you know a like few minutes to say and movie, like yeah, something. yeah, something like that. What was the best movie you've seen this year? What's the oh, worst I movie? That the what end. was the most yeah. disappointing movie you'd seen? Oh, and coming up soon, I, I'd love <laughs> I'd love to do an episode talking about summer movies because we all mm-hmm. you were part of that, right? Where we, no, they, they weren't. weren't. I was gonna say in the group chat. Um, so this is the first time you guys are hearing it. Um, I'm looking and the at, podcast I'm, listeners, yeah, and the podcast <laughs> listeners. I'm looking at Zach and Chloe. Um, so at the beginning of the summer, I participate in this contest that another podcast does, um, where they have a. It's kind of like March Madness, but for summer blockbusters. So you pick um, ten movies plus three wild cards that you think will make the most money domestically, not internationally. Okay. Um, and so I messaged a group of like ten people. Only like six people participated in it. Oh, I, um, I didn't – I thought you were still inhibiting, and I was like, I don't know if I'll be able to – and we weren't – this wasn't a podcast yet. We had no yeah, idea. Yeah. This was just oh, like yeah. – I Gobel messaged – just messaged me one day, and I was like, dude, I haven't talked to you in three years. I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just messaged like, like ten people who I knew liked movies. I'm like, whoever wants to do this with me. And then – at the end, whoever wins, I was going to buy, like, a $20 movie gift card. Oh, that would have been um, But, uh, yeah, like, six people participated, and they all sent me in their lists, and then they, they're, they're submitted in a Facebook chat, um, and I already know that I'm losing hardcore, because Incredibles 2 just wrecked so far. Well, I'm trying <laughs> but, to think, so that game, which is top ten, I wonder if everyone hear that train outside. You know what, yeah. I'm going to stop for a second. Yeah, there's a train Cut. right outside. Game um, is basically like fantasy football, kind of like... You yeah, but for movies. Then, so yeah. you get like okay. you get like ten points if you get the number one and number ten spot right sure. on, and then like for everyone after that you get like eight points, and then like if your guest was like one spot away... You get like five points if it was two spots away. You get like two points, and then if one of your wild cards were in the top ten at all, you get a I point. I feel like I'd so. be so good at that. The, the most points you can get is like sixty points or something like that. I so. I make fun of people who play fantasy football, but mm-hmm. fantasy this actually movie. sounds great. Yeah, this is my third year doing it, but this is the first year I've ever, I've ever asked people to do it with me. Sure. So. I'd like but, to look at it all right now, but I'm just going to wait. Cause... I can't find the chat. Oh, I, I I can find it, but like I just I don't even want to start reading it because I don't yeah. want to look up box yeah. office movies. We'll, we'll, we'll have later. a whole episode on it around Labor Day. I'm trying to have those people on, as many. So. Cool. But uh, I don't know what we're talking about. Back to, your, back to your top ten. Well, no, oh, yeah, we, yeah. The reason we were talking about the game was for, uh, I forget. No, we were talking about episodes we want to do. Basically, mm-hmm. if we want to change these at the end of the year and yeah maybe if we mm-hmm. change anything we'll let you know like i don't know i know i feel like for us though like they're pretty solid yeah like, they're pretty solid unless like i mean even a mud a movie like mother that snuck up on me last year yeah like it, it won't be changed probably by next summer i haven't seen a movie that would be in my top 10 this year you know well uh how to talk to girls at parties which has a release date of 2017 but didn't hit theaters until like oh, a month and a half ago, so, so it's, it's so you weird. Have a chance to throw it that could in. have been, but I don't know. I just decided not to for now. I know, and but, I'm like, and I know we're all really excited to see Slender Man. Maybe that will be super good in the next year. That'll be in our top ten. <laughs> yeah. Another one of the apps that literally just whispered Slender Man and I was screaming. I was like, <laughs> you, should, 
everything. You should write an angry note to the studio and be like, listen, this is why your movie's not doing good. You're... Ad campaign makes no sense. Like, and, like, I moved apartments, but there's still woods right outside my window. So. You moved because you saw the Slender Man trailer. I I think like every movie should do that. So like Crazy Rich Asians coming out, like they just have trailers that go Crazy Rich Asians, and that's it. And then screaming. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anyway, well, we can get back to the to the show of uh, your top ten. So. I, I don't know how we did it last time, but basically, I think we just list. I just had you. You had me listen. Li- Start with li- uh, list <laughs> off the honorable mentions. Yeah. So you want to list off your uh, five honorable yeah. mentions, right? Yeah, now? these five are movies that I love dearly and have moved in and out of my top ten, um, but just didn't quite make this last edition. Um, and these aren't in any particular order because I kind of just like these all the same. Um, but uh, one of them is Jurassic Park. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, watched it. I don't know. I don't remember the first time I saw it. I know my mom didn't like you know introduce you to it. Yeah, or she didn't like keep me from it because I was too young. I remember as young as I remember. I remember watching Jurassic Park. So yeah, there's some violence. Yeah, in I, m- I may have even actually seen The Lost World first. Oh, really? I don't remember which one, but um, I grew up with those two a ton. I remember mm. when the third one came out and um, being super stoked to see it, um, which I don't like it that much now, but Jurassic Park is still, every time I watch it, it still gives me the the excitement that I remember. Um, and even, like, watching some of the, because, oh, let me see, wait, I can't remember what year it is off the top of my head. 1993. 93. Um, some of the... Uh, the digital effects in it are still pretty dang impressive for 93, con- considering some of the other movies that we had around then. Sure. Um, and some of the movies we get after, you know, and you get, like, the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> Every time I'm watching those, I'm like, how the heck can we have Jurassic Park in 1993? <laughs> and then this, the largest franchise in the world, ends up so garbage. Wait, you didn't like the... Like the CG stuff in in, really? in so, the prequels, like the pod racing was pretty cool. Yeah, that was good, and then nothing else was good. <laughs> I, I get Jar Jar freaking Binks, man. <laughs> exactly, the best character of Listen, the whole saga. You have to admit when they had CGI Jar Jar Binks step into doo doo, you know, like, and he said, you "Oh, doo yeah, poo doo." <laughs> get your facts straight, man. Banter doo. The point is, you didn't believe that. <laughs> well, the first one. Made sense, but by the time you get to the Clone Wars, Clone Wars is the grossest movie to watch for me. That well, is what okay, it is. Well, like crowd shots. Everyone is is floating. Like every <laughs> yeah. single scene yeah. of the Jedi Temple, they are everyone is floating. It's at least one floating person. <laughs> yeah, and like in every scene, it's just the worst green screen job I think I've seen in mm-hmm. in any movie. Yeah, is Clone Wars specifically? Yeah, it's, it's like, that, and it's so boring because of all the politics that are important to the story but it's yeah. well those I don't even mind all, so much well, but yeah but know. it's just all shoved into that one movie mm-hmm. and it's not spread out well like within the three so it's just that's yeah. the odd one out and it's really boring I, I mean come on though like the reason also everyone hates it is because of the whole Anakin riding a sheep yeah. and hating sand yeah. and then you got De- like Dexter sand. Jester saying hey what do you know <laughs> what about death sticks <laughs> how about that guy that part makes me laugh like that's hilarious death sticks? 
You don't want this enemy death scene. There's scenes of it I love. I like the gladiator stuff, and I like the giant every Jedi in the world fighting on screen, but the majority of the CG in that movie just did not uh, impress me. I feel like they're trying to overcompensate with the last scene. We'll we'll do a Star Wars episode eventually. Yeah, but like back to Jurassic uh, Park, I was going to say, is that the reason it might look so good is because, to me, my whole theory is that CG looks better when it's done at nighttime. I feel like always. If it's done during the daytime... For instance, when they have those long necks, I should know the name of the dinosaur, but I don't. Bronchiosaurus. Di- yeah. yeah. They or have brachiosaurus. those. I always say bronch. When they Brachy first bronchitis. walk out and they're walking right next to them and it's done in daylight, I think that's the most, like, you can tell it's CG. Mm-hmm. And when those, like, other ones are running around and they're hiding behind the trunk, like, mm-hmm. you can totally tell that. that it's... Yeah. You still can, but it's still, like. And they use a me, lot of It doesn't distract too. me. Yeah, they do. Like, when I watch it now, it doesn't even distract me. Like, yeah. The Triceratops was animatronic, right? Um, yeah, like the lion, the one that's dying, that yeah. one is, yeah. and uh, some of the a lot of the shots with the T Rex are too. Sure. Just basically when it's running, that's it. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it, a lot of it was practical. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like the when they're uh, the Velociraptors are in the kitchen, mm. um, and it shows the the cameras like down on the floor, um, and you see the the Velociraptors like feet, you know, yeah, and they're running, and you can tell it's just like two. Like, someone's <laughs> running behind the camera just, like, moving these, like, Six stick legs, probably, yeah. you know? But they look s- still cool and entertaining, and right. it's frightening. Mm-hmm. You know it's fake, but you're still like, holy crap, that kid's gonna die, you know? And, uh, yeah, I I just love Jurassic Park. I love um, dinosaurs, and I love Sam Neill, and um, I can't remember the girl's name, Ellie's name. Oh, such memorable characters, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. And Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Jeff freaking Goldblum. What's his name? Oh, I remember. Jeff, Geoff Jeff, Goldblum. His character name Ian, is Ian Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> oh, that is his name, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, so... <laughs> so yeah. You've never seen Jurassic Park. Legitly, though, I never saw it till like, when the new one came out. Oh, really? I never saw it. In Jurassic I, Park? I, you never saw Jurassic Park till like, Jurassic actually, World yeah. came out? Yeah. 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 I have really? never I, saw it till I like, haven't seen whoa. the second or third one, actually. What? Yeah. I've, like, only seen the third one. Like, I've seen uh, that's, that's even worse. The, I grew up watching the third oh, one, and I've only seen uh, the third first one. Once, you're you're surrounded by heathens. Yeah, I wish you could see my expression. I can't even see it, but I know it's crazy. <laughs> but I saw the first one, so that's what matters. I mean, I've seen it. And I've seen Jurassic World, I guess. I agree with you. I think the third one's the best one. <laughs> you're not serious. No, I'm okay. Of course, of course I'm <laughs> Oh, my wait, God. Is the third one with uh, what's his face from Shameless? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I did see that. Fargo. What's uh? Oh, I don't. Know. William H Macy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Good for you. Um, you got names. Yeah, he, he's that guy. Yeah, the guy from Fargo who is mm-hmm. <laughs> constantly has anxiety. He's freaking out. He's like, hey, come on, guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, I so love I have seen that one. I guess I skipped two somehow. Uh-huh. Or is that two? Two is is Jurassic Park: The Lost World. Okay. That's three is just Jurassic Park three. Two okay. X. The first two are based off books. Well, there was Jurassic Park was just a book by Michael Crichton, and then. Um, Steven Spielberg directed it became yeah. this big thing and he's like we want to do a sequel can you write another book and so <laughs> he like crazy fast wrote a book for it and then but it was some things were like kind of different because he had killed off Sam Neill in the first book yeah or like, no, no he didn't I think they killed off Jeff Goldblum's character something they killed off someone I, it's like they yeah. I, I, it's either they killed someone and they had to ignore it and change it for the movie or they literally yeah. just brought that character they back. killed and off I sam neil's they killed off sam neil's character in the first book 
but they let him live in the first movie, not knowing there's going to be a sequel. So when they knew there was going to be a sequel, they're like, well, we can't write a book with Sam Neill being alive so that they can have him in the movie. So they wrote a book about Ian Malcolm and then had to make the movie about Ian Malcolm. I, I think that's what happened, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I almost want to look it up now because I feel like it might have even been Jeff Goldblum's character and they literally just brought him back from the no. dead because he was the popular one. I'm not sure. <laughs> from I'll, the book? Yeah, but I'll Maybe. look it up. You move on to your next one. Because um, we're, we're, yeah, Jurassic Park's great. We'll do a Jurassic Park episode. Can we, can we do a Jeff Goldblum episode? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Where we just do Jeff Goldblum. We have yeah. to do Jeff Goldblum impressions all the time, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I think that his best, best movie movie is Jurassic Park. Because that's... Oh, yeah. But <laughs> what, yeah. What, what, what about the fly? Uh, uh, I've never seen it. Oh. Seen it? <laughs> he just stuttered. That's the worst impression. But, uh... You have uh, forgotten about uh, Independence Day. Or Thor. And then, it's like, they, they saw Independence Day, and, and they patented it, they mm-hmm. packaged it, and then they made a sequel, and now you're selling it. You're selling it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Cool. That's Jurassic Park. Uh, the next one I have is The Book of Eli. Um, have you guys seen it? That's a no from Chloe. None of you have seen The Book You've of Eli. You've been asking me that question for like 10 years yeah. now. Because I remember in high school you asked yeah, me. Our, our friend Shay was going to borrow it to me once oh. and he never did. Okay. I asked him about it like three times. That movie is a, it's a touchy movie and so I will not talk a lot about it other than the base premise is um, it's Denzel Washington yeah. and it is a a post-apocalyptic um, America movie. It's a guy who is trekking um, from east to west um, to, I guess, accomplish a a uh, personal quest of sorts, and um, he encountered. It's it's very Fallout-ish, but the, all the cheesiness of it. It's not like science fictiony. It's not um, uh, cheesy. It's very takes itself super seriously. Um, and uh, it's got some. It's got Mila Kunis in it. Um, <laughs> How's that serious? It, you <laughs> oh, I guess she's it. it is super good, and she is like, <clears throat> oh, it's so good. Um, and then one of my favorite actors, Gary Oldman, um, Ooh, who plays um, a uh, really interesting character, which I won't say more than that. But it's really good. I highly encourage it. Um, I have it on DVD if you guys want to watch it. I like want to watch it now. It is super good. It's freaking. I've, I've it's, heard about the soundtrack it. is one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. Yeah, it's, I've heard about it and I've heard good things. I just like sometimes I'll hear titles of movies and I'll be like, mm-hmm. no. It's good. It's real good. Um, Despite the character of Ian Malcolm dying in the first novel, Crichton <laughs> chose to bring him back to the sequel, saying Malcolm came back because I needed him. But so Sam Neill didn't die. So it wasn't Sam Neill. I got oh, that wrong. Okay. It was actually Ian Malcolm who died. Wow. And they brought him back, and I think it was because Universal's like, hey, by the way, we like Jeff Goldblum, so bring him back. Because wow. life finds a way. <laughs> I mean, I love Jeff Goldblum, but I thought Sam Neill's character is pretty dang cool. I think it was just because he was the most popular. Also, he did mm-hmm. Independence Day, so they were riding on that. Yeah, they were riding on Independence Day. Independence Day wasn't my in my top 10 for a while really yeah, yeah I love Independence I didn't, that's another one I only saw it until when the new one came out mm-hmm. that's yeah. one of the VHS's that my mom I only came. like the new one <laughs> <laughs> I really the only thing I liked about that new one was when you finally the movie finally ended thank god <laughs> they played the original theme song like that oh, da, 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 like that's such a good song mm-hmm. like that's so fun 
like so cheesy and like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's for flying. <laughs> I, I actually I didn't watch the new one because of the feedback. Oh, it, you don't need to see. I it. watched it. I did. Um, yeah, I really I, wanted to just see it for Jeff Goldblum because he's one of my yeah. favorite actors. I, I was okay with all the changes I knew were going to happen, but it still was just. And I hear that there's a third one on the works. Really? So that hurts my mind. Really? Do you want to yeah. watch it? It's right there. The third one? The second one? Yeah, Resurgence here. I own every crappy movie. Yeah. <laughs> Only crappy movies. Um, next on my list, which I uh, I hope to God that you have seen this movie, um, is Napoleon Dynamite. Oh my oh. God, yeah. That wasn't in your top Justin, ten. Justin, have you seen it? Probably? I have seen it, but it's oh yeah, okay. okay. You didn't we're give me any feedback. Honorable mentions. Yeah, we're in my honorable mentions. This is not my top ten. We're in honorable mentions still. Yeah. Napoleon Dynamite. Um, Such a good movie. Justin, you remember Colin Kemp? Um, <laughs> yeah. He used to talk about that movie all the time on the bus, and um, I had always. He just used to say, "Oh, it's so stupid. It's funny." I'm like, "That didn't. That didn't make any sense to me. I'd never. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen a movie that was like that." Um, and then I finally tracked it down probably like my senior year and watched it and I thought it was the most incredible thing I'd ever seen. And uh, just because it perfectly captured like our hometown of Floodwood. Yeah, in my definitely. Mind. That like, definitely Floodwood. It that was out of time kind of style. Yeah, it's like, a, you know, you can't tell if it's taking place in the 90s or if it's a movie... That's like in the modern, like you know, two thousands. But the town itself has is yeah. stuck a decade <laughs> behind because of how slow culture moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, Napoleon Dynamite himself is like a further decade behind <laughs> yeah. that, you know. And uh, man, I love the realism of it, but just also the raw humor of it and how mm-hmm. um, everyone in that movie. I can think of an actual person I know from my hometown, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, I love it. I probably watch it once or twice a year. Wait, there's an Uncle Rico in in Floodwood. <laughs> Uncle Rico. Everyone has Uncle Rico. There's definitely Uncle Rico. <laughs> we don't want to name names because they might be listening to the Cinema Swamp right now. Okay, um, my stepdad texted me mm-hmm. saying that he was mentioned in the last one. He sent me a gif of Kip going, yes! Oh, Kip, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I, in Floodwood one year, I dressed up as Kip for Alter Ego Day. Um, and I won and, the contest. <laughs> you did. I like wore like I these, do remember that yeah. this uh, shirt that said like "Back by Popular Demand" and like these really like just weird cargo shorts. And then I did my hair and drew on a mustache. And then I carried around a cardboard sign that said Lafonda on it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, so cool. Um, but that director, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen any of his other movies. Jared Jared Hesse did Nacho Libre. Oh yeah. Which is yeah. isn't one of my favorites. It's quotable, but I don't I don't get psyched to watch it. I um, But he also did another movie called Gentleman Broncos. Oh, yeah. which is <laughs> just way weirder than the other two, but um, very much the exact same. Um, yeah. he has a very vein. distinct like style. Like, yeah, I he don't know what it reality is, but in it's... A, the most awkward way. Yeah, yeah, and like man. Yeah, I, I love it. I love that that uh, film style. There's no one else that really quite does it like him. Mm-hmm. Um, next on my list is Saving Private Ryan, um, which I know me and Justin had talked about wait, before. Wait, wait. Is it actually Saving Private Ryan, or is it actually Flushed Away? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's actually Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> until you look behind the poster and you see, wait a minute, why is this a flushed yeah. away poster? <laughs> so uh, Hunter actually has two copies of Saving Private Ryan, but one of them has flushed away <laughs> in it. Yeah, I don't know, somehow I found, I came across a second Saving Private Ryan case, and it has flushed away in it, so if somewhere you had borrowed me flushed away, I still have it. Um, if you own my second copy of Saving Private Ryan, you can keep it. I have two. So. No one will know your love I, for Saving Private Ryan. I hope I hope that you just think Saving Private Ryan is flushed away. Start describing the plot. It's like, it's just two mice, and like one flushes. I'm like, yeah. that's no. Have you seen Chicken Run? It's like that, but with mice. Um, but yeah, same Private Ryan. Uh, back in the day, I, don't know if I tried to watch it with you, Justin, or what? Yeah. But I guess we'd only watched half of it. We started watching it at the shack, and at the shack, we yeah. only uh, if you remember, and uh, had a TV in there. Anyway, it wasn't the love shack; it was just a shack. Don't, <laughs> don't get too excited. It's not God. a little place where we can get together. <laughs> um, but we we tried watching it, but we only got we only started the first VHS, and then I think literally something else was going on, so we all stopped. But mm-hmm. you really wanted to watch it. I had never seen it, mm-hmm. and I never got back to it again until this year. Until this year, <laughs> which is such a bummer because it's such a good movie. But I mean, it, a lot of people they. This this movie has up syndrome, which we've talked about on the podcast before, mm-hmm. um, where uh, a lot of people like this movie only because of the first fifteen minutes or the last fifteen minutes. Have you guys seen it? I have not. Haven't. You haven't either. Okay. I think um, you were gonna borrow it to me when you lived with Sam. And okay. It, it never. Happened, yeah. It's good. It's World War Two movie. It it captures. It opens with the the um, storming the beach of Normandy on mm-hmm. D Day, um, and it follows this group of eight. Um, this weirdly casted group of but eight they're all soldiers. like all stars now like, yeah I mean like, even back then they were but yeah. like it's just still just odd Vin to Diesel. see Vin Diesel <laughs> in there. Uh, Matt Damon even just, you know um, but yeah Steven Spielberg directs the crap out of it and it is um, for me the next visually pleasing movie oh it's probably his most visually pleasing movie I think that I've seen next would probably be Lincoln or something but um yeah, it's super good. Um, yeah, follows these eight dudes who basically go into like behind enemy lines to mm-hmm. find Private Ryan, bring yeah. him home. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just super real looking as far mm-hmm. as war movies go. And I'm not a big war movie fan, um, but that one it kind of transcends being just a war movie. It's it's not like action. Um, I mean, there's tons of action, but it's not. That's not the focus of it. It's very much a drama, you know. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't market itself as like, oh, these are brothers, but it it is that way for sure. Hmm. Um, super, super good. I really like it a lot. Um, my next honorable mention and final honorable mention is Zack Snyder's Watchmen, um, which uh, a lot of people don't like. Naked Blue Man. A lot of people like it, hmm. you know. <laughs> um, but uh, it's uh fascinating movie um but really i fell in love with it after i'd read the comic um Mm. it's a 12 part graphic novel um from alan moore in the 80s that is it's like a noir superhero murder mystery graphic novel um and uh i love the graphic novel it's crazy interesting super good um really dark uh, but just absolutely plumful of uh, um, just socio-political commentary 
um, and the movie, Zack Snyder. Um, well, th- this is the graphic novel is on the New York Times top one hundred um, best novels of all time list. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the longest time, people said like people had wanted to make this into a movie, but um, everyone said no, you can't. It's untouchable. Alan Moore is strictly against any additional. He wouldn't have sequels made. He wouldn't have prequels made. He wouldn't have anything comic related. And this is a comic book that was came out by DC. With, it's not in the DC universe, but it came out by DC. Kinda is now. That's the thing. It's seeping in. Now, Alan Moore doesn't have the rights to it anymore. DC yeah. has it. And so DC's been just, you know. <laughs> and now yeah, they're actually going to make an, like an HBO I know. Or and that's the thing. Like, and... it's, it's so complicated and frustrating because it's. It, Alan Moore doesn't want it. But as a fan, you're like, yeah, like I'm on Alan Moore's side, but I also do want to see more of the story. Right. You know? And so eventually, DC, they pumped out a bunch of prequels, which I have a couple, and they are awful. They're not even close to the, what mm. the, the original is. Um, and uh, people were going to make movies. I can't remember any of the directors who were going to try and do a movie out of it, but um, whenever it fell through, that director would say, all right, if I'm not going to do it, Zack Snyder's got to make it. And um, Zack Snyder's like, nope, I'm not going to make it. It's untouchable. You can't make this into a movie. <laughs> um, and the rumor is is that on every movie that he's ever made, and like whenever he'd bring a backpack on set, he's always had Watchmen in his backpack. Oh, really? It's always been a part of his movie notes for That's cool. any movies ever done or writing and doing stuff. is just crazy. He's always had he carries Watchmen with him because it's his favorite. Mm. He's a comic book director. It's it's his thing. Um, and if you don't know who Zack Snyder is, he's did 300, uh, which is a comic book movie. He did um, Man of Steel, comic mm. book movie. Batman vs Superman, comic book movie. Most of Justice League. Uh, we'll that's talk about debatable. It. Um, but then he even did stuff that's very comic book esque, like Sucker Punch. Oh yeah, um, that was a weird and movie. Yeah, his debut movie was the um, Dawn of the Dead remake, which you'd think would be just bad, you know. Mm. But surprisingly, it's a pretty freaking good zombie movie in general. Um, so anyway, everyone's like, Zack Snyder's got to do this movie, and Zack Snyder's like, okay, but I'm gonna do it only because if someone's gonna do it, I'll do it, and I don't want anyone else to to mess it up. Mm-hmm. So. Watchmen being a 12-part graphic novel, there's not a whole lot of, like, there's no prequels or sequels, so you can't just stray from the storyline, because that's the only story you've ever gotten. Yeah. You know, with Batman, you have 30 different Batman storylines, 30 different origins, Hundreds you know? Of villains. But with Watchmen, you have one set of events. And yeah. so he chose to go into this movie filming it identical to the comic book. And so when you watch the movie, and if you've read the comic, like, every shot is almost panel for panel like identical and it's so well done the the color palette's like all yellows and and blues and purples and pinks which is just a weird color palette Mm. but um man they make it work and 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 he does that in the movie so well and that's uh the best way to experience is to read the comic and then watch the ultimate cut um which i haven't even seen yet (laughs) i have the director's cut but it's crazy expensive yeah if you want a quick rundown of cuts it's the original cut, which was in theaters, you know, the director's cut, which added the stuff that he wanted, but the studio's like, bro, you can't mm-hmm. have that long of a movie. And then you got the ultimate cut, which that one, I believe, is the one where they throw in the animated sequences, right? Yep, because and- in, in the comic book, um, which this isn't a major spoiler, um, but uh, while you're reading the comic book, there's a kid that kind of shows up sometimes, and he's reading a comic book in the comic book, and that's uh, it's about pirates. Um, or a survivor from a pirate attack, and uh, that's a plays a big 
um, not a big part in the storyline of it, but it it runs parallel to other events that are happening. Um, and so Zack Snyder incorporates while like the movie's going on, he shows like animated, slightly animated versions of those panels in the comic. So he does the comic within the movie oh, too. Cool. It's really neat, and that's, that's the only cool. you can only get that in the ultimate cut. Hmm. Um, and Zack Snyder's famous for doing ultimate or director's cuts where they have in way more of the story. Mm. So. <laughs> Which I, I like. I'm not a big fan of multiple cuts. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of yeah. do your one cut, have your director's cut, and if they chop it up, that's the theatrical. But I get why. Yeah. I, all well, the cut actually makes sense. It's almost like four hours long, so that's it, why they have to have it. It makes yeah. sense because it's like a completely separate thing. Mm-hmm. I was going to say real quick, like the whole like Watchmen being untouchable is just mm-hmm. the fact that when I saw the movie, I did think it was good but like there's a sense of when you're watching it like they're too similar to the book but mm-hmm. not in a bad way because it was split it was of course Zack Snyder make Watchmen Zack Snyder mm-hmm. make Watchmen and then they finally did and half the people hated it like yeah. <laughs> okay well that's the thing is they they had to the ending for the comic book is it's good but it's a little out there it's a little too science fictiony for the movie to do exactly so he changes the ending it has the same impact mm-hmm. but um or some would argue a better impact um but uh, he did it differently. So you have half the fans are like, um, oh, like, uh, this was a horrible movie. It wasn't even close to the source material. And because he changed the ending, which mm-hmm. you kind of have to do to make a good movie, being a good filmmaker. Yeah. The other half is like, um, that was a good movie. That was really interesting. <laughs> and, you know, or they, they liked the rendition of the comics. Or even film critics who hadn't read the movie or who, who hadn't read the comic. Um, were exactly divided too. They were like, "This is a horrible movie. I don't get it at all. <laughs> it's just stupid." Um, but and, also uh, said, "But it looks good." <laughs> but then the other half is like, "It looks amazing, and it's super cool. It has all this like socio political commentary within it, and it's just a very sophisticated superhero movie mm-hmm. as far as they go." Yeah. So, what year did this movie come out? Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. So <laughs> they were still kind of writing the. Well, there was Sam Raimi Spider Man, there was X Men, and then you already Iron had Man Iron just Man. came out. Yeah. So well, that well, kind of like feeling a movie, and then Watchmen comes out. It's totally different. I think mm-hmm. if Watchmen were released today, I think it would actually get worse reviews. To be honest, oh, because, because of the whole dark. Th- well, because it's would still stray so far, and it mm-hmm. would still be one yet another DC movie that just doesn't get it. And yeah, all I'll say about the movie is that, like, honestly, I'm like. It's not, it's it's not one that I'm like story wise like what I think everyone says. It's not that good, but it's just because they followed the book so closely. Mm-hmm. But besides the ending, mm-hmm. but like when you make a movie, you do gotta change it. But you know, there's that whole argument, like you said, like they had never done anything else. It was always just the book. If you're gonna do a movie, you better do it exactly yeah. it. And to me, the only thing I really like about it is that I it, I would argue it's one of the most visually pleasing movies of all time. Mm-hmm. You can watch it in silent and you're just like, Ugh. yeah. If you haven't read the comic, it's still a very great movie. Yeah. It's 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 incredible. But when after you've read the comic, like it, for me, it made the movie a million and ten times better. And at the time when it came out, all we really had was. All those crappy movies that came out after Spider-Man, you know, trying mm-hmm. to ride off that success. You got your Hulk, your Daredevil, your Elektra, mm-hmm. your... Fantastic Four. Yeah, and movies are just going all over the place, yeah. which also didn't... They just couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then you had, <clears throat> year previously, Iron Man and Dark Knight, the movies that yeah. finally figured it out. So mm-hmm. then when Watchmen came out, of course it got somewhat negative mm-hmm. reception because people just got those movies. I feel if yeah. it came out, like, the year 2000 or something... Mm. 
it would have everything would have been based on what that movie did. Yeah. We would have yeah. gotten completely different movies. Yeah. <laughs> Spider Man would have well, been some, so dark. Yeah. I don't know when like the Spirit came out, but that one was kind of oh, kind of yeah. do the same thing. Oh yeah, thing. that's true. Yeah, um, two thousand eight. Sin City was more of like a for fun project mm-hmm. than than anything else. But um, all these stylish movies just don't make money though. Yeah. Style Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, what a comic book movie that just dominated. Yeah, oh, man. Which is such a good movie. I think that's yeah. the best of style over substance movies, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Letterboxd, they had a contest, uh, best comic book adaptations. Within Letterboxd, they do these contests where oh. you submit a list. Do you have to be a $20? Nope. Anyone can do it. You just a make a list, and then you add a tag to it that says, like, Paint this. a website 20 bucks when you could use it for free. Who would do that? Yeah, why? <laughs> I did it before that? it canceled ads. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's actually it's really cool. It's really cool. I'll show I, you. I've been after. thinking about. You it, get actually. like this extra stats page, and it tells you like way more about your movie habits really? than you Ooh. than you can just look. I haven't. I'll show you told, afterwards. I haven't really used the app much. It, it's better on a laptop to use the pro version. Sure. I mean, you still use your app, but to check out your stats, that's better to do it on a laptop because they haven't they haven't How does formatted you know my it. Stats? I'll show you. I'll okay. show you after the podcast. All right, all right. Um, so anyway... Uh, Real quick. Yes. Do either of you want anything to drink at all? Or does anybody need anything to drink? I'm good. you want more water? Yeah, water. Just so I don't want you all done. It's a few cuts yeah, today. That'd be bad. <laughs> oh, um, or, too. Are we keep, keeping this in? Oh, yeah, we keep this on. Water break. I gotta pee. <laughs> <laughs> I have to pay. <laughs> The Forrest Gump? Yeah. Nice. Oh, you got it. <laughs> Dude, okay, I, I'm going to say real quick. So, the most obscure reference I ever did, and I was so happy that someone actually got it, but I was on, like, the pontoon with, the, um, I think, like, Peter and Rob were on it, and I sat on the edge of it, and I'm like, guys, watch this real quick, and I sat on the edge of it, and I was like, hey, I never thanked you for saving my life. And then I hopped into the water with my legs like this, and Peter just burst out laughing. Like, Dude, I would have oh gone. Oh my god. That's and I was a... like, and I just yeah. got up and I was like, that's the most obscure thing I've ever See, done. See, that's the one scene that I like always go to when I think of Lieutenant Dan, is that one, or I guess Lieutenant Dan ice cream. <laughs> but those two scenes. Honestly, like... well, I was going to say actually real quick that that's actually my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in the movie because that's just like his awkward way of saying thank you because he never really says thank you. He just says, I never thank you for saving my life. But then he hops it. He doesn't really <laughs> still yeah, say still it. But well, I'm like, it's perfectly in character. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I always think that's funny. I'm like, that's the most okay. obscure mm-hmm. thing. So did he just swim away and then... He's never seen again. No. Nope. Yeah. Oh wait, he's he back on the he's boat. He's again. in the wedding, and then years oh. later, you no, see him at the mean, wedding. Like, no, I mean, yeah. like you're after right though. That... He cu- it cuts there, and he doesn't show up later. Yeah, like he, so he only like, shows he up at leave? the wedding. <laughs> the only other thing you get about him is that when they show the Apple Company, and they're like, you know, Lieutenant yeah. Dan got me invested in this fruit company, <clears throat> yeah, and now we don't yeah. have to worry about money. Yeah, see, when I was a kid, I didn't. Re- like realize that There's so many. So I thought he just like, like swam away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where did he go? And then like this man who looks like him who has legs again. You're like, well, mm-hmm. who's that? Well, I got it after that. I just thought he like left. Like yeah. he just swam to shore. I used to wonder it, but then I just assumed that like he couldn't have gotten far. <laughs> like, he had to have come back to the boat. Morris, <laughs> come help me again. This is a bad idea. <laughs> um, but. uh and that was actually one of my honorable mentions for a little while. And then I, oh, I was going to say real quick. Honorable, honorable mention. It's too late, but what the heck, Hot Rod? You don't like it as much. It's, yeah. uh, so I'm going off of a top Such 100 a list that I have. 
Um, How far is it below? Hot Rod is number 21. Uh, so it's close. I see top 100. Top 100. How long did it take you to make that? Well, I made like a rough cut, and then I spent like a week editing it, you know? I need a lot of time. And then, that's kind of what I've done. Like, I sat down on my break at work one day and just mm-hmm. like wrote down all the movies I could think of. Are those, <laughs> are, are those all movies that you like have seen three times, or do you just not care once yeah. you get towards the Yeah, these are all ones are. I've seen three times. Oh, oh I can't remember. I know I've seen Fistful of Dollars um, more recently, but I... I'm sure I'd seen it more than once. So this I don't qualify as most of my rules. My top ten I qualify for those rules, but I'm sure the top twenty five I have here are uh, within those rules. I was gonna say because I'm like at one point I like gave up. I have like a, just an ongoing list of like two hundred fifty movies that yeah. are just like I just put alphabetical order. I'm like these are movies I love. I don't know. Oh like, yeah, but none of them. I've, I've there's a couple that mm-hmm. obviously I haven't seen them all three times. Yeah, there's some like more obscure ones, but a lot of them are like common everyone loves them like like an obscure one is lawless i really like lawless a lot um 2011 yeah 2012 oh, john hillcoat got one um of them. see i could play good at that game guessing the year <laughs> yeah i'm usually pretty or good or free at fire that this is one i've only seen 2016 once. um but i uh, I, it's, it's in my i'm it hasn't showed up yet, but what I'm getting it? it. Is it say 2016 or 2017? 2016. Okay, because oh, didn't get its wide release till 2017, and then I saw it and I hated it. <laughs> so you I hated mean, it? I did. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't. I thought man. I was so hyped for it. And I saw it. I was like, yeah. that was a boring piece of shit. Are you serious? I'm sorry. I thought it was boring. Oh, man. I, the only thing I liked about it was like some of the dialogue, but other than that, I was mm-hmm. like, man, I thought this movie's gonna be great. You didn't like all the the shooting and the action. And... I didn't. I thought it would be so mm-hmm. much cooler. Really? Like the idea of that movie was great, and I just really didn't. This like was it. a movie that I was um, I was watching with with one of my best friends, and um, we it came on, and I don't know what we were watching. It was a preview for it, and as soon as it ended, we looked at each other like, wow. I wish we were watching that, you know? <laughs> and uh, we both were like, dude, when we find this, we gotta watch it, because that looks like a freaking awesome movie. And we tracked it down, and that's like one of the only movies where I, I watched the trailer, got a certain feeling, and went into the movie hoping to feel that, and I did exactly. I felt exact same way in the trailer. And um, it's kind of like a Reservoir Dogsy type of mm-hmm. movie. Um it's just like the whole movie is a giant shootout in a warehouse in the 70s. See, and it's got, so good. I got that feeling with the mother trailer because it was utter confusion both times. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Until I saw it a second time. <laughs> I remember the first time we saw the trailer together for Mother, you were like, that's confusing, I don't want to see it. Yeah, I mean... I didn't know what it was yeah. at mm-hmm. all. It didn't tell it me anything just about her it. Because walking through the house and the yeah. voices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I forgot what movie that was. I never like saw the trailer, trailer for that one. That's yeah. that's why I think I had such an impact on me in the theaters because I hadn't seen the trailer. I feel like you need to see the trailer and just like have like see, the trailer I didn't see this movie. Turned mm-hmm. me just off watch from the trailer. It, like I just mm-hmm. didn't know. Like I didn't. It's a controversial know movie. Like Hardcore controversial movie. Um. Anywho. So let's just cut back and just go immediately into your. Top ten, though, if you want. Huh? We cutting back now? I mean, that was good. I thought I don't know. Oh, we could keep that in then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do whatever we want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'll just be longer, but um, yeah. So here's we're officially entering the number ten spot on my top ten favorite movies of all time. Um, and number ten is Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, it is. Um, I am in love with the Marvel movies. Even the bad ones, I watch probably once a year. Um, 
Civil War, I probably watched three to four times since it came out each year. I, I watch it <laughs> that many times. Usually it's because I'm showing people yeah. the whole franchise, and I'm trying to introduce them to the necessity movies. How is there um, not people who have seen them yet? <laughs> you and I just this this week, I had two separate people ask me for the whole Marvel franchise, and so Do you own all of them. I own them all up until Doctor Strange. Oh, so that's pretty far. Yeah, and I, I kind of stopped because next was Guardians Two and then Spider Man, which I like and I would like to own. But by then, I was like, all right, I'm gonna start getting Blu-ray, and mm-hmm. now I can't decide if I'm gonna buy the whole Phase Pack, you Ooh. know? Yeah. Or if I'm gonna go the cheaper route and buy them individually. Yeah. So I just haven't decided yet. It would be cool to have the whole collection. But anyway, that, that's Captain America: Civil War um, is a. It's the I don't know which installment it is. Thirteenth, thirteenth installment, fourteenth. Uh, <laughs> Go through all. Of them. America, Iron Man Two, Avengers, uh, Iron, Iron Man Three, Winter Soldier, Thor, Thor. Two. Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Avengers, Ant-Man, and it was 13th. 13th? Why do you know that? (laughs) I watched them at least once, usually four times a year. Not the whole thing, Um, but the franchise I do watch once a year. Um, Yeah, man. uh, This, it came out right as I was, because this came out in May? Yes. Of 2016? Mm -hmm. And then, was it... Batman vs. Superman came out the following It was Christmas? after. It was, yeah. it was, March was Batman v Superman, May was Civil War. Okay. Civil War was 2016? Yeah. So if that's the 13th, there's So that been, came out right before been... Civil War? I know it was a... Batman v Superman came out in March. Right before. Okay. Because I'm just, before, for they, I thought it was Remember like DC was like, we're going to beat you to the punch and make all the real money. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> so... Um, Batman vs. Superman was the last movie that I decided that I would... That was the last movie that I had watched a trailer for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by saying that, I mean like... Where I would... Whenever I saw on YouTube, I would watch it. Because I loved trailers. Um, but I was so disappointed in the movie <laughs> um, that I... I had already, I'd already been thinking about going trailer peer or, or you know, for... Um, other movies I wanted to see, but that was the deciding movie where I was like, I personally hurt <laughs> because I thought the movie was going to be one way and it wasn't and misled me. And I was like, all right, I'm done watching trailers. I'm obviously going to see these movies, but I'm not going to watch trailers anymore. Um, so Civil War, I had seen the trailer one time and then nothing else. You're stronger and than me, man. <laughs> it was tough and you couldn't avoid things like, you know, the Spider-Man <clears throat> thumbnails everywhere. <laughs> you couldn't just be surprised by that. Yeah. That, movie. T- that you know, was, when they when they revealed that, that ticked me. I think yeah. that was like the second or I think that was the second it trailer. It was. Mm-hmm. I remember watching the Menards parking lot. I don't know why I remember that, but <laughs> I was <laughs> shopping and I, I had to watch it right there and yeah. then and there's Spider-Man. I'm like, yeah. you spoiled it. Yeah, it's oh, such a bummer. Um but still, I only watched it once, so it was still a super good um, experience. But like in the theater, uh, th- I mean, the Russo brothers. This is like their second real movie, next to Winter Soldier, which is amazing. Yeah, it's, you know, up there in my favorite Marvel movies. Um, it's my second favorite Marvel movie, is Winter Soldier. Um, and uh, I kind of, I I knew it was going to be an amazing movie. Mm. Um, and it just completely, like, 
hit everything that I wanted to be hit. It, you know, I was every every like little interaction between every one of like the Avengers or the people who aren't Avengers, but they're still you know in the Marvel universe. They know yeah. of each other, you know, and stuff, and they um, they make it so organic to be able to to build you know that phase three kind of from there mm-hmm. and um the way that uh you know they have like this sweet airport scene which is yeah. arguably one of the best fight scenes that action scenes in, also in marvel got ruined by legos <laughs> because but, it spoiled the whole scene oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah legos <laughs> yeah, the giant man um I but uh spider-man but I mean, that was a lot of the theories, you know. I was still reading theories, and everyone thought, "Oh, he's gonna get big in this one." But, um, or Black Panther, you know, that would have been cool to have, you know, revealed to me in real time. Yeah. Um, but uh, dang, yeah, everything, every part of that movie, the it it's, can be confusing. And I think in the theater there was some parts I missed. Mm. Um, but I I saw it three times in the theater, and um, just fell in love with it more and more. I love. Chris Evans, I love uh, Rob Dine Jr. Um, His I loved, name, all of them. Uh, mm. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Jeremy Renner, yep. Paul Mark, Rudd, Mark Ruffalo. I'm I'm going right to the people I don't know, like Baron Zemo's character's name, and like uh, <laughs> Sam Wilson's character. Um, Shoot, I know his character. name. <laughs> I, 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 I only know him from the Adjustment Bureau. It's the only other movie I think I've seen him in. Um, Sebastian Stan. Sebastian oh, yeah. Stan. Yeah. That's. Yeah. But uh, that's anyway, uh, yeah, freaking love that movie. And that one was I had to wrestle with as which one I would put in my top ten. That one or Watchmen because they're so close. Okay. And at I the end of the day, that. Watchmen is a better movie, but um, Civil War is one that I. Personally. can watch unlimited times and not get sick of it. Um, so, I get so stoked on Civil War. I love it. I just also wanted to add, like, the big thing that I don't think enough people talked about when that movie came out was I thought it was Robert Downey Jr. at his best since the first Iron Man. Yeah. Specifically the finale of the Iron movie. Iron Man 2 yeah. and 3 both kind of fell flat. Yeah. No, I mean, with I, audiences maybe, but yeah. Iron Man 3? I still... No. Th- I'm, I'm saying he's always good and also uh, we've already been over this but mm-hmm. Iron Man 3 we're big defenders do you like it too? yeah I like it okay. yeah. I, I mean, love I, just, I love the fact that he has all the suits we may have seen that in theaters together we might have that was back in uh, my junior senior year probably we probably did yeah I know we were I wasn't crazy into superheroes yet but I'd seen it twice in theaters okay. I saw it once the first time um, with my friend Sammy, and I might have saw the second time with you. I don't know, but, um, but yeah, I I love the movie. It's I even like the second movie. Like Whiplash is cool, I guess, but Justin Hammer is he's a good villain. Oh yeah, I thought you talking about the movie Whiplash. I'm like that's no, not this universe. No, 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 no. The, the, the <laughs> yeah, crazy Russian. With yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mickey Rourke. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I still like it. This. I was a big defender of two Iron Man two for the longest time until mm. I rewatched them this year, and it did fall flat for me. Not Mickey Rourke. Every scene with him was pretty awesome, but it was actually Iron Man himself. Well, I will, for me. You want your bird? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what happens if we yeah. take away the bird? <laughs> and I yeah. freaking love. I loved. I wish we still had Justin Hammer 
around. Yeah, it was he was the best part of that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it was the dynamic between Rhodey and Tony in that movie that fell flat. Kind mm-hmm. of. It was yeah, which is annoying because like I really like their fight scene actually. Oh, but the, like at the, the personal party. one. Yeah, but it man. just I, it just when I'm watching, I'm like, this just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's just weird. It was things. anticlimactic. The part where Sam Jackson comes in and like. Yeah. puts him on house arrest and then he's like not on house arrest because he yeah. leaves <laughs> like and then, i didn't get that part at all but freaking john favreau i would have oh. him back to direct any marvel movie oh, yeah. in a heartbeat because right. well now he's doing star wars so. yeah, and he had to go do jungle book and, and now he's doing lion king, lion king. too lion which king he hasn't too. really done no, anything lion king as well <laughs> john favreau's he's that one director we we're talking about that's just wild that's john favreau's like the modern didn't, version yeah of that. He's, didn't he do cowboys and aliens he he was in Couples Retreat, okay. but he did but not. He didn't, yeah. Okay, but he also directed Elf. He, he did directed Elf, Iron yeah. Man, Cowboys and Aliens, and he did. Did he do Cowboys? He and did aliens. Cowboys and Aliens, <laughs> and of course, which my... is a great Western movie. It's one of my top ten westerns of all really? time. Yeah, and, so what, and I've never seen it, but like I, I should just because it's got Harrison Ford and Daniel Craig, dude. Right? I, I, arguably, at Daniel Craig's best, <laughs> it's that good. I know. Wait, well, he's he's not... like he like plays a cyborg in that movie, or like an alien, right? I'm not gonna tell you. Never mind. We'll never know. Watch like, it. But he, it's he's not a, a cyborg or an alien. It's a better, he is a human being. It's a better depiction than him as a stormtrooper? Yeah. It <laughs> is. You can okay. tell it's him. <laughs> I uh, I was going to say, though, like... um, Yeah, shoot. No, I, I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, I'm just going off now. John Favreau. No, John Favreau, <laughs> his best... Like, my favorite of his movies... I mean, besides... Iron Man, of course. Yeah, Iron, Iron Man's Man still three. Top, but... Well, he didn't direct that, but <laughs> yeah, you know, Iron he's in it. <laughs> but like, I really like Chef, and that's like his independent mm-hmm. movie he made. And he has Robert Downey Jr. is in that movie, mm-hmm. and so is. Uh, I haven't seen that. It one, is actually. great. It's just kind of a chilled, laid back. Let's make some mm-hmm. food. You will become hungry from watching it. It's that kind of movie. Really? It's mm-hmm. great. But anyway, back to uh, Captain America: Civil War. I just, mean, we're just yeah. one more thing. Happy Hogan's my favorite adventure. <laughs> That'd be great if he just shows up in Infinity War and he's the one that saves the day. Yeah, puts yeah. the gauntlet Happy up. <laughs> goes in there and like lifts up Name both fists. Goes up to like <laughs> Thanos like, and goes. <laughs> yeah, he has he has a gauntlet in one hand and then like Thor's new hammer in the other. Yeah. <laughs> Gives everyone name tags. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love Captain America: Civil War. I don't know how much there's to talk about it more, but um, I, it was just the perfect. I could talk if about you haven't seen it yet, already, mm-hmm. come on. Captain yeah. America Civil War it's just they AKA. did it so well coming out right off the back of, of Batman versus Superman like I mean very different movies different end and I mean different like not ending but like different goal to accomplish at the end you know or mm-hmm. Batman vs Superman was done to form the basis of, of of a Justice League where this one tears it apart um man they did it so well it's been so, great if like Tony Stark would have said, Martha's your mother's name too, Steve? <laughs> so, <laughs> would like, you no. have rather have had, like, a separate, like, standalone Captain America story, like a Captain America 3, and then have, like, Marvel's Civil War? Uh, it would have we- been cool, but, like, I, I'd i be a little bummed out that I wasn't so focused on Captain America. Because... I mean, you could argue that it's also like Tony's story. Yeah, you could, but there's there's a way more of a focus on. They almost have as much focus on Tony as there would be a villain in that movie. Well, he yeah. So that's why I like it, the dichotomy of it. Um, 
they'd have to include a bit more about Tony for it to be an equal part. Mm. So they would change it up a bit instead of just, you know. But I think, like, there, there's some issues I have with that, with that movie, but they're small. Like, a lot of people talk about, you know, we were talking about de-aging in the past podcasts. Oh, yeah, the barf technology. Yeah, that one is probably the worst de-aging I've ever seen. I, I can't believe you said that. I would argue that we we thought it was one of the the best. best. I I only hear people say it's good and that doesn't... In the theater and now I still cringe a little bit. Have you ever seen Robert Downey Jr. Young? No. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen old movies. In the barf technology. I know. That's what he looks like. It's just, it doesn't... I can tell it's fake. I can tell he he just does... He looks like he's got, like, makeup on and he looks like... Like like makeup and shiny like like like, a Ken like how girls used to be in high in middle school you know where they just have caked on makeup that's how he looked like only was white makeup caked on and <laughs> and his Brolin. lips were too defined and I just could he tell he was too perfect of a man like, did you just slam every woman on the planet right there <laughs> I did not let it be known that I did not slam every woman on the planet um, Mr Goble we have you on recording <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did not. <laughs> Yeah, I just, I just didn't, uh, I didn't, that didn't sell me. But everything else did. I love Baron Zemo. I love um, all. Is of that the, the is that the main villain? By the way, Baron Zemo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, terrible with names. But I was gonna say, so you do like the villain? Yeah. Which I do too. But yeah, that was gonna be one of my questions. My other one is, do you think it works good as a standalone superhero movie, or do you kind of think you need to see the other ones? I think you need to see the other yeah. ones for sure. But um, you still think it merits being like in the top ten or like one of the best movies of all time? Best even movies? You, yeah, even though you well, not, not we won't go into that territory. But like <laughs> basically, you you need the other movies with it. Like, do you think? I guess since it's your favorite movies, that yeah. doesn't matter. But if it was like considered best of all time, I kind of question that sometimes. Like, can I be like yeah. really saying, "Oh, it's one of the best"? Empire Strikes Back, like like Dark Knight, it could be a standalone movie. Definitely it doesn't rely on anything. Empire Strikes Back. You do need something beforehand. Kinda, yeah, you do. It, really, you, you need enough of it, um, and that's one of the best movies of all time. as a sequel, it's considered. You know, my hardest time for the longest, hardest time for the longest time was uh, <laughs> the fact that I really liked Winter Soldier and Civil War equally, mm-hmm. but I kept leaning towards Civil War. But really, I'm like Winter Soldier is the one where you really don't need the other mm-hmm. movies. I'm like almost at all, and in fact, that yeah. one's almost the reason for a lot of stuff that happens later like that is like kind of yeah. the whole like pivot point of the series yeah hydra's gone well, it kind of gives like the beginning of age of ultron yeah you know as them trying to rat out it kind of leads into why civil war ends up happening mm-hmm. and basically why infinity war is you know why they're not as tough as they probably could have been in infinity mm-hmm. war like it all kind of is on the basis of what well, yeah i mean in the comics you have the secret avengers you know mm-hmm. which is specifically an underground group of illegal yeah. vigilantes you know and that's without naming a movie the secret avengers they did that storyline almost mm-hmm. with in infinity war and they're in the subway and they show up to like help fight off the people from hurting vision more um that's like a little bit of that Secret Avengers you see. They're yeah. all wearing black and they're all looking like more, more like Agents of Shield type, you know, secrety looking. And well, um, Civil War is just like good fanfare. Yeah, like it's a great fun movie, but it throws in like here's a new character, Spider Man, Black Panther. Yeah, which and then a big mm-hmm. it's Avengers two point five. Well, you get to like like not I mean yeah, it's, you get your best. 
version of Spider-Man ever debuts in that. But Black Panther, I I don't know if I've told you this, and I've talked a little bit with Justin, I don't like Black Panther movie. (gasps) Really? I can't stand it. Racist, get out. Oh my god. I know, that's the thing. (laughs) I love the movie. That's the thing. I don't know anyone else who doesn't like it like I do. Why don't you like it? Racist. It is the Iron Man 2 for me. It is so boring and flat. I like the bad guy. I, I like um, some of the Wakanda stuff, but it is so, like, it was overhyped for what it came it, it was a story that was, like, completely predictable, and, like, the bad guy had some good intentions, or not good intentions, but, like, reasonable to, to an extent to you see why he's a bad guy. Yeah. That was the only thing that held anything together for me. Everything else, like, like everything was predictable. The worst part of the movie was Black Panther himself. Really, it was just awful for me. Oh like gosh. his suit was garbage. His fighting style was not cat-like anymore. <sighs> um, the whole uh, energy redistribution stuff was totally op and garbage. See, I totally. But <laughs> but in Civil War, the Black Panther that we get in Civil War, Chadwick Bosman, and his like not nano suit but just a sweet suit that he puts on and takes off like completely cat like it was ton of practical effects and him like running and doing stuff in it and like keeping up with these other heroes and doing actual fighting choreographed stuff um and like he's getting shot at and bullets are bouncing off and like it's the best Black Panther that we've seen so far is in Civil War. I, By the time you get Black Panther, the movie, no. it's that Black Panther style and everything is gone. And there's like nothing cat-like about him anymore. And that's what I hate about it is it's... The movie's called Black Panther and there's just no... The fighting styles... And then every time he's fighting, they just did garbage with the computer generation and it is just blurry and <laughs> you can't focus on anything. All of the fighting is like... With behind with something black behind it, and you just see a little flash of purple and gold here, and that's it. And then the fight's over, and then you're like, "What? Oh, okay, that's the end." You know, and so yeah. he he only likes Black Panther when he plays second fiddle to the white guy, huh? Mm-hmm. Because he was directed better. It was a better movie. <laughs> oh, oh, you're not a Ryan Coogler. I'm now. just not jumping on the hype train. I'm woke enough. <laughs> It's to not feel responsible three. to like it. I don't feel you know responsible what? that I, I have I bet you don't like Wonder Woman either. That's why you made fun of the women earlier, isn't it? Uh, get out of here. Okay. <laughs> I like, you do hate DC. I like some of Wonder Woman. I, I think Black Panther. Wait, really? Like you... I like the all the Wonder Woman parts are incredible. Uh, I thought Should that we some parts were completely just out there and weird. It turned into Sherlock Holmes 2 after a while. Sexist. And the bad guy was crappy. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I, 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 I both Wonder Woman and Black Panther. They're good, but like I think they're kind of overhyped. Obviously, yeah, for the main purpose that overhyped. they're like the first of their kind. Which, of course, I'm going to give them credit for that. But mm-hmm. I agree. It's like they're kind of over. When people yeah. are being like, "Wonder Woman should get an Oscar," I'm like, "Really? Like, yeah, <laughs> you're kind of you're forgetting about the weird uh, poison Doctor Poison lady, where she's like." Are you forgetting the masks do nothing? Okay. Do you remember that third act? Because, because I do <laughs> vaguely, and I remember it being like this is exactly the ending of Sherlock Holmes. Right down a, a spoiler for Sherlock Holmes: Game of Shadows. As much as I want to see Remus Lupin's face inside of that monster, yeah. uh, I don't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but anyway, I, I knew from the beginning of the movie. I'm like, that's a bad guy. <laughs> it's well, not, yeah, it's not. Uh, 
striker from Wolverine Origins. No, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it is uh, that guy. It's the Harry Potter guy. Mm-hmm. He's the bad guy. So, do you have something to I say? I can't predict anything in movies, and I saw him, and I was like, it's him. he's the bad guy. Mustache, <laughs> mustache guy. I'm pretty sure I said that to you, and then I was like, maybe I'm wrong, but then later in the movie, I was like... And you know what? Actually, when I was watching it, I was kind of hoping they wouldn't, because he was like being nice and kind of helpful, and I was like, mm-hmm. I hope he just stays the nice, helpful guy for the sequel. No. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You could have you could have tricked everyone by doing... like. Because it's become that thing where, oh, you know, no one will suspect it because he's so nice. But now it's like, it's become less of a cliche Mm -hmm. to just let him be the nice guy. And just Mm -hmm. have him not be the villain. Like, that's become less cliche now. Yeah. Yeah, because when somebody's, like, too nice, you're like, they're gonna kill someone. Mm -hmm. Like. Captain America's Civil War is apparently really good. (laughs) It's really good. I I think you guys obviously agree that it's really good. Yeah. And I, and Black Panther's probably in, like, my top five. Mm-hmm. I'm saying. sorry. Just saying. I watched it three times, giving it another chance, another chance, another chance, and it did not. It, it, if anything, it got worse for me. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I kind of, I like Captain America: Civil War, but I was, I hate when they'd make a Civil War movie without Abraham Lincoln. I'm like, how can you do that? Like, <laughs> you take all this time to get everything historically right, and they kind of didn't either. Abraham Lincoln: colon, Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Lincoln: colon, A play. Abraham Lincoln's colon versus Wilkes Booth. Basically, it's John Wilkes Booth finding out Abraham Lincoln killed his parents years earlier, and he was like, Abraham, "The vice president." <laughs> we should do my number nine. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we're, so we're not even done with Civil War. We're just talking about Black Panther. All right, yeah. my number nine entry, ninth favorite movie ever, is Joel Cohen's Fargo. Um, this is a movie that I'd heard about for a long time, and then um, caught it on Netflix one day, and I was like, oh, that's a movie about Minnesota, I guess. And from like the very beginning to the end, I was just glued to the screen and couldn't get enough. I was by myself laughing by myself because of the overly um, uh, strenuous... Minnesota accents that everyone has. Minnesota. Have you guys seen Fargo? I have when it came out. Hey. I don't remember any of it because mm-hmm. I was bored. Because you were bored. It's when I was a kid, I would not have liked this movie yeah. at all. All right, he was kind of funny looking. Can you describe him? Yeah, I don't know. Just kind of funny looking. <laughs> my my mom bought looking. it when it came out because mm-hmm. she because it was Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Then... Which honestly, it's it's fun seeing it. A lot of it's filmed at like the the Minneapolis airport, you yeah. know, which. I've been too, so it's cool seeing it. But and in Brainerd, um, yeah, I've been to Brainerd a bit. But um, I love the the fake, um, exaggerated northern midwestern accents. Yeah. I hate to break it to all of you who's not listening to Minnesota. We obviously yeah, don't we're from Minnesota. I'm sure you've heard our accent. Yeah, you're not betcha. even close it's, to yeah, that. It's better. probably because we watch a lot of TV and movies, so we kind of adapted mm-hmm. to everyone else. <laughs> we do have a thick accent, though. I didn't notice it until I left and like living in in, in LA for a while. Like, dang, we got a hardcore yeah. Minnesota accent, but yeah. it's not that bad. Yeah, that I, mean, I know people in Minnesota who have that Fargo accent, mm-hmm. but it's random. It's people who are like have actual Finnish parents who yeah. <laughs> who say A and who say... I say A. Bet, you know, who talk about making uh, uh, tapioca, <laughs> you know? Um, but uh, anyway, the movie Fargo. Yeah. Um, I won't spoil it too much because it's 
worth it to watch. Um, it is just crazy amazing for me. Um, I love it. It's very like Quentin Tarantino almost. Um, it's got a lot of these weird little snippets of dialogue that you don't know if they're going to go anywhere, if they're going to make any sense. And the characters you get are insanely interesting, even though you only get like four in the whole movie. Hmm. Um, they're super, super interesting. And um, it's it's known for being, it's a murder mystery-ish of sorts. Sure. Um, but and, and those parts are pretty brutal. Hmm. But even though all these like murders are going on in, in like, you know, Minnesota in January, which is, you know, when you're driving to the cities and it's just endless white roads with <laughs> yeah. just farmland and no one driving around. Mm. Um, it's uh, a dark place to have a and, and, you know, these cops show up to, like, to this murder scene to see what's happening. And they're just, like, like nothing in the world could, like, could dent their attitude. Their happy, chipper, Minnesotan, <laughs> oh, all oh, this doesn't look good, does it, Joe? You know? And, like, yeah. um, and they're like, oh, it doesn't look good at all. What do you think happened? And they're just like totally okay with it. Not, not okay with it, but like nothing could hurt their their was it, positivity. Was it Rick know? Moranis and whatever his other name is doing the cop voices? No. The, you know who Rick Moranis is, right? Yeah. Okay. Like they oh, have, Rick Moranis. <laughs> that's that's typical like that. Canadian like accent. He's not. Like I mean, he's movie. not in that. But you're talking about like what's the name of that series? Oh, Strange or whatever. Or yeah, like they were in that. No, it's not them. But I know Steve Buscemi's in it, and I know. Uh, yeah. Is he? I know the main actress. What's her name? Frances McDormand. Yeah, she, she plays just... the head uh, detective or police officer. One of the big praises that movie gets is the fact that she has a just a good relationship with her husband, and it's like the end of it. Because like every other movie, it's like that's always like a subplot. It's like they have a bad marriage or yeah. something. But mm-hmm. in that movie, it's like that's like how the movie ends. Yeah. It's just like just another day. And <laughs> she, it's like she's she's, awesome. she's pregnant. She's a pregnant cop, hugely like very very pregnant. And she like um, I don't want to give too much away, um, but yeah, a bunch of crazy stuff happens at the end, like a normal movie, mm-hmm. and. And she, like, just, you know, at the end, shows her getting to bed with her husband, and they're just, you know, going to sleep, and it's all cute, and it's like nothing had happened. <laughs> and, like, in fact, she's talking about his day, because he's a painter. The most boring thing ever, because he paints ducks. <laughs> and and or he's, like, trying to get stuff on stamps, you know? Yeah. Trying to get his, his material <laughs> on stamps. And she's just, the you know, everything's on him, like, oh, that's cool, you'll get it next time, whatever. And yeah. and it's just, it's such a great movie because it's, it's weirdly balanced with, like, outrageous violence out of nowhere. Mm. Quirky dialogue, but just chipper positivity that's supposed, supposedly very Minnesotan. Chipper? <laughs> chipper person? Was that yeah. your friend in the wood chipper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was your friend in the wood chipper? Yeah, I'm sure I'd appreciate that movie more as an adult. I yeah. like compared I, to a, mm-hmm. what, what did it we call should it? watch it sometime. Yeah, it's I got some like TV ago. shows based off, yeah. of, or not based off it, but it's like yeah. stylized the same way. Is the show Fargo like? It's not connected to Fargo, but the show Fargo is oh. basically the same. It's just idea like mur- murder mystery Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, for the longest time, I thought it was a true story because most of the Coen Brothers films start with this film was based on a true story. Sure. And that's, that's how this one does. And then I found out that's not. That's just they do that to mess with people. Well, paranormal activity yeah, was, was real. Say, that's <laughs> an iconic one. And then there was an alternate ending. <laughs> well, this is what also really did happen, but you know, could have happened. But I uh, Fargo, I uh, 
The only thing that ticks me off about it is that it's called Fargo. Yeah. Which, Fargo's in South Dakota, isn't it? it North Dakota, yeah. North it's yeah. like... What? But it's, it's annoying because I'm fine with that because like, I guess apparently the opening scene takes place or something like that. There's something in it. And it's like Fargo is a better name. You can't call it Brain Nerd. You can't call it Brain no, no, no one would have seen it. Brain Nerd. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, isn't Moorhead the like sister city to Fargo? Like, yeah, kind yeah. of, yeah. But, that'd be a stupid name. <laughs> but, like, everything, like, in Minnesota would have been the worst name of Fargo. I get why they did it, mm-hmm. but my only... Yeah, Floodwood, Minnesota doesn't hey, Floodwood have would be a great name. Oh, right? Yeah, but it didn't. Hey, don't take that title. I got that title for a movie in the future. But Floodwood. I was going to say is, the uh, only thing that really makes me mad is when you see those lists online, like, oh, each state's movie... You know, this state has your movie, and, this, and I'm always thinking Minnesota should get Fargo, because, like, that that like is, like, the Minnesota movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone in Minnesota talks about it. But and they give it to North Dakota, because North Dakota don't have anything else. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it's card, called Fargo. And I'm like, you fool. So what, <laughs> so what is yeah, ours? Like, Grumpy like, Old Men? Iron <laughs> Will or something? Oh, yeah, probably Grumpy Old Men. Grumpy Old Men, I think, is probably yeah. the next popular, which, yeah. by the way, Grumpy Old Men. New in town. That's that's great. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. And Iron Will is actually pretty good too. Mm-hmm. I will say that was actually filmed up in Floodwood. Oh yeah. Uh, um, I actually I have on my computer somewhere. Um, I started taking. Well, I don't. I haven't delved too much into it, but eventually I want to do like a little, um, location thing of a location video about it because I actually know where like a lot of those locations are. They did the whole bar scene in Brookston. Mm. In front of their bar. Mm. Like, literally. So, it's, like, really cool. Wait, yeah. what movie is that? Uh, Iron Will. Uh, obscure it. Disney movie came out in the 90s. No one remembers it. Yeah. But Kevin Spacey's in that, you know. I mean, Kevin he was Spacey. good then. It was before he was a pedophile. I mean, he probably was one then, too. But <laughs> We've all been there. He said we've all been there. So, yeah. Fargo. I love it. Number nine. But number eight uh, is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Um freaking Good. love me some indiana jones uh oh that movie okay. yeah <laughs> my dad got me hooked on it when i was young because he he hated sci-fi um and but you know he he still wanted me to watch movies he liked or he, he wanted me to watch like these man movies so he'd like he'd have me watch rambo you know um Wait, he hated sure sci-fi what did he think when Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out? <laughs> he didn't like it that much. He, he's he he doesn't watch movies anymore unless it's like a rodeo movie or something. But dumb. when it came out, he had to have seen it and been like, "Are you kidding me?" No, he, he never saw he it. He doesn't know anything. He probably doesn't know there's nothing. Oh movie. my god, you should show him. He's out of the loop. He doesn't have. We Facebook. have to film he's him just <laughs> watching him freaking out if he really hates sci-fi. Because <laughs> he'll be like, well, "Are you kidding me?" He's just he does that dad joke where it's you know. Once I was watching Transformers at home and he, he kept saying. You know this is based on a real story, you know. No. Doing dad jokes all the time. Um, he he just yeah he'll sit through it, but he doesn't like it. Um, but Raiders of the Lost Ark, he loves it because Harrison Ford's a man and just <laughs> is, is just doing is. cowboy stuff. He is the man. Um, and uh, yeah, I love Raiders of the Lost Ark. Such I love I love Harrison Ford. Um, probably my second favorite actor next to Tom Hardy. Really? Um, yeah. Third is Jai Courtney. <laughs> Jai Courtney. Jai Courtney. The next man's man. He should play Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh no! Don't say that. Yeah. You might jinx it. So. Giving the studios yeah. too many yeah, ideas. Don't give him a whip. Give him yeah. a boomerang. <laughs> Gross. Um, yeah, I love Raiders. I love. I, I rewatch that one pretty much every year. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. 
There's something about knowing that it's Spielberg and watching it and then seeing it as such a raw idea to come out like in the 80s and be set in the 30s, you know? Mm. And Justin, you said it's based on those old serials that Mm. came out. Um, And it's such like just a fun, such a fun movie. Yeah. It's almost as if like, like one of us could come up with that idea and then just go out and like try and film it. it. And then I watched that documentary about those kids in like Missouri or whatever who like filmed that movie scene for scene. Um, And like it eventually found its way into like, um, uh, like Eli Roth's collection or something like that. And and now it's like a, you can see it, you know, whatever, something like that. Um, and these kids, like, eventually got to, like, they grew up and finished the movie. And <laughs> they didn't get sued. They got to meet Steven Spielberg and everything. Awesome. And, like, um, but anyway, it's it's that kind of movie when I watch it now. Like, it's it, I've always kind of felt that way. That mm-hmm. you could, like, that was one of the movies that I saw and I thought it would be possible for me to become a filmmaker someday. Yeah. I thought, like, this is, not because I had easy shots, but because it's, that's the way that, like, a mind thinks of how to make a movie and that's like a movie I would show to describe someone if I was going to teach someone how to make a movie I would say let's watch Raiders of the Lost Ark so there's a Goldberg's episode that mm-hmm. has that exact same premise like mm-hmm. uh, what, whatever the kid's name is that Goldberg mm-hmm. kid uh, he actually watches Raiders of the Lost, Lost Ark and he's like, I could do this. So he tries to recreate, or like create a sequel or something, because it's the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's Otherwise, probably, that episode is probably more based off of the actual story of those yeah. kids who did it. And like, well, they actually, well, they have that actual yeah. movie in there. Like, they show that at the beginning, and oh, that's really? what gives them the idea to do it then. Okay. It's kind of like the Goonies thing, but it's, yeah. but he's like trying to be Spielberg. Yeah. And like, <laughs> he's finding out how hard directing actually is. Yeah. And that's like the story. Yeah, it, so. it is crazy. But, but. Yeah, I mean, I See, love, and I love the the story itself is just super good and fun. And um, out of all the Indiana Jones ones, that's when I I don't come back know to the most. what it is about me in movies, but I always like. It seems like I like the second one in everything, which is weird because it's tech, common. Like Temple of Doom is the one I'll always go to first mm-hmm. before Raiders and before. Which is a great movie, Last Crusade. But I've always argued it's the least Indiana Jones out of all of them. Out of all the movies, it's like not not like it has the least in it, but mm. it's the least of that. I mean, there's only two other movies in the original trilogy to set a example. Yeah, but then if you count King Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which I do, and I I really mm. enjoy it, um, that is it. Just it even further just because like, isolates like, it. Like he's not as much Professor like Jones. Not Professor is just the whole outline of the movie is different. One Okie dokie, Doctor Jones. Hold on to your potatoes. <laughs> I mean that part. You cheat, Doctor Jones. That's basically, <laughs> that's basically Sean Connery's character. You yeah, know, it's, it's like the weird, yeah. a more um, like comedic the relief sidekick. Yeah, uh, a more like um, professional version of Willie and uh, Short Round. Yeah, Temple yeah. of Doom's great because like if I can remember their names and like some moments from it, but like I get what you're saying. How it's just kind of it's weird in that they're not really mm-hmm. looking for. Uh, it's not really like an adventure, really, where they're going and finding some weird artifact. It's more that they just get caught in this Con- random yeah. situation. Yeah, completely has, accidental. I get that. And they throw mm-hmm. in an artifact kind of for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, 
And, and, and it, by the end, it follows the same plot where it's like, you know, he finds an artifact at the last second, he can't get it, like, because mm-hmm. of some weird reason, and it turns out whatever religion this movie's based upon happens to be real. Like, yeah. I always like that, too, mm-hmm. but... But the thing is that, you know, he's doing it to save the world, you know, yeah, which in, is... in a way. <laughs> he's not doing it... The other ones, he's doing it for like... selfish purposes, but, like, he's... That one arguably has the best character arc of Indiana Jones, where he actually... Mm-hmm. He starts out being selfish, he sees an issue, decides he can do something about it, tries, he gets lost along the way, mm. um, in a way, like, redeems himself, saves the day, even though he doesn't win the the thing, he still saves the day, you know? And so, in the other movies, there's none of that in it, really. It's just mm. him trying to do this one thing because he personally wants to. He doesn't care who he has to bring with or who he has to kill to do it. Like yeah. it's still, you know, and even in even Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which and I, I like that Indiana Jones more than the Bleeding Heart one, really, because that's more of Indiana Jones for me. You know, I'm um, not a big fan of when just Indiana Jones becomes evil Indiana Jones and hits short round. <laughs> like I just like yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone says that's the best part of the movie because it finally shuts him up. <laughs> no, I I I really like. Um, Indiana Jones when he's just being clumsy and cause like it, I've always heard that one of the basic original premises for it was James Bond but without the charisma and the gear which is basically like it doesn't have any of the gadgets and it doesn't have that professionality that like you know James mm-hmm. Bond has where he does everything perfectly like no Indiana Jones like stumbles he messes up and he's like always freaking out cause he's yeah. like really I'm gonna die right now yeah but at the end of the day, it's just, oh, it's another weekend on the job. Like, mm-hmm. whatever job it is. Yep. And what you were saying with, like, the selfish reason, whatever, why he's getting the artifact, the the female lead in Temple of Doom is, like, the most selfish person yeah. in the whole yeah. movie. And she's, like, thinking diamonds and whatever mm-hmm. in the rocks. And... Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing how they went from Marion to Willie? Yeah. Like, not that... Well, little... then even from that, from her to... Uh... Elsa. Elsa. Mm-hmm. Completely different again. Like, like not even close to the other two. Like, well, I, they're good. I mean, they're actually all, like, well, those two are good. I, just, I don't actually Temple, find Willie to be that great. Temple of Doom actually takes place two years before Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. We kind of do, I don't know if you heard That's our episode, true. but there's a issue with that whole... Is, there is a continuity problem. Yeah, there's a continuity. Like, Temple of Doom taking place before, but what was mm-hmm. the thing? Like in, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was made first, yeah. um, before he goes off to Cairo, he's um, with Brody in his house, and they're talking while, while Indiana's packing. Um, and uh, Brody says... Uh, um, Oh, I can't believe you're actually going after, like, this is like, uh, the arc is like super, supernatural, whatever. And he says, oh, Brody, like, um, you know I don't believe in that superstitious mumbo-jumbo. So if it's a sequel, he saw a whole lot of superstitious mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> and those rocks lighting yeah, up. he and was, like, possessed, you yeah. know, and, like... Yeah, he just said Kalima, and then those lights, the rocks light up, and the I mean that doesn't necessarily mean he believes. In okay, it. but that's that's half of it. The second half is Brody gets all serious, and he says, um, "But Indy, like this, like whole nations have fought and died over this. Um, this is like nothing you've ever gone after before." 
meaning like he had never experienced an adventure <laughs> like this. Well, you know, Bodhi wasn't in the Temple of Doom movie at all. Maybe he wasn't. Bodhi wasn't, but about. they're best friends, so I'm sure Indiana came like, dude, you won't believe what happened. Out. Yeah, you can't, you can't <laughs> not unsee the whole heart being ripped out <laughs> yeah. of body, and <laughs> yeah. it's just a small continuity, yeah, you know, I mean, and so it's no big deal. It's amazing that didn't scar but... him for life. <laughs> yeah, that the rest of the movies are Indiana Jones and the trip to the psychologist like honestly mm-hmm. <laughs> have you have either of you seen the like tv series of like young indie mm-hmm. i never did oh i always loved the previews before the last crusade yeah <laughs> I, my aunt had like the whole like season or whatever mm-hmm. the oh, whole geez. box set so is it actually like it doesn't have like river phoenix as mm, no okay that'd be cool. harrison ford does show up for one episode i heard I don't remember because I know they have older indie in the movie, in it where it's like he's got an eye Maybe. patch and he's like seventy. Maybe I don't know. It's been so long. Hmm. I might not have even noticed when I was a kid. But. Wow, he's got an eye patch and he's seventy. Yeah, well, it's funny because I, I hope made... he gets in the fifth well, indie. Because that's what I mean. Because they've now aged him up to that point, and since everything else is kind of following that continuity, I kind of wonder if they will do that because they easily could. I don't even know if they count. Like the TV series, though, as canon. I mean, I don't know. I'd be down. But I think they should. It, I'm, it I'm, was a good. I'm past the point of caring what happens because it's obviously you have the original trilogy, you know, yeah. and anything happens isn't going to butcher anything. No, yeah. So I'm just so happy that they got a different writer. They were going to use the same writer as the fourth movie, <laughs> which I mean, he, he is a good writer. I mean, he did write Jurassic Park after all, and he's David Coop. He has written mm-hmm. some good Spider Man, Spider Man Two, but like. You know, I I didn't like... I liked Crystal Skull, but I'm like, let someone else write it. It's because that's also another thing. They every, there's always different writers. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Lawrence Kasdan wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark. He also wrote Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. So, there's a little bit of trivia to take home. A little bit of trivia, yeah. trivia there. But I don't know why people hate Crystal Skull so much. I mean, yet it is the lesser. <laughs> yeah, it's but, definitely the least. And I mean, there's aliens. <laughs> I think people just but other than shut that. up about it. Because, mm-hmm. like, I get the whole, the aliens, I'm like, fine. I, I mean, to me, I'm like, it follows, it follows the structure of but, I mean, I different get it. religions. Well, the, I get it, because, yeah. like, every ancient civilization has, like, some depiction mm-hmm. of aliens or, like, beings from above. But what I love is, that in those movies, they try and cover all of the bases, and, mm-hmm. and in Crystal Skull, they fill kind of two gaps I like. Um, in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the beginning, when he's in the temple looking for the idol... He's in South America of sorts, or Central America. Yeah. Okay? And then from uh, the other movies, he never once goes back to... He, has, he never has any real serious action scenes in the U.S. in Central America or South South America. Mm-hmm. And in uh, Crystal Skull, m- the majority of the movie is set in... The whole thing is set in the U.S. and in Central America or South yeah. America and Brazil or wherever in the Amazon... Yeah. And I like that. I like how they brought it into that realm of the world. They mm-hmm. filled that gap. We don't have to wonder what it would be like if Indiana was in um, South America, yeah. you know. And we got to see more of that. The other thing is that he they covered the bases of the um, the Red Scare, you know, the Cold War type stuff, Soviet Union. Um, if you could survive a nuke know. in a in a fridge, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> out there, but. It, I just like how I, I they, they cool. found a way to kind of incorporate it, you know, and and um, and they did the the um, like the Hinduist religious stuff within, um, you know, Temple of Doom. They did the 
um, Old Testament stuff and Raiders that did New Testament stuff in um, uh, Last Crusade. And the aliens, I totally down with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, it's interesting. Oh, yeah. I, a little different, but you know what? They're they're doing they're covering all their bases with all these other different religions. You know, mm-hmm. um, it makes me wonder what they'll do for the next one because it's do you think they they'll... can't. I doubt they'll do something biblical again. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because those are even two of those movies were different types of the Bible. Um, who knows what they could do? Think you know? Shia LaBeouf will come back. Uh, <laughs> they could do something in Cairo again. Do some Egyptian theme. They could do mythology. Um, and then like they could do, do something like Norse. Yeah, they could go to Greece or something. Know? That'd be cool. My whole idea is that it's going to be the '60s now with like hippies and such. Mm-hmm. I want them to throw in because also that'd be during like uh, civil rights era. So I'm like, I want them to just throw in like a black hippie that go along with India. I oh want them to do that. Black hippie? Yeah, I'd be, seriously. I'd be awesome. I would love a. Um, you know, either black hippie or like real hardcore civil rights like kind of guy, like a black who's, like, panther, hardcore like <laughs> mm-hmm. even like like there's moments where he's calling out India about things and he's just like yeah. really guy like yeah. <laughs> going all and he teams up with Malcolm legit, X, yeah, seriously, like a, like a legit black panther member. Yeah, that no, I was thinking that too because I'm like you could do that. I think that'd be great. Like mm-hmm. honestly, because. Could you imagine someone like that teaming up with Indiana Jones? That would no. make for some great. That's what I mean. It'd be great. It'd be. Cool. It wouldn't be received. But well, like, if this is like the well, people cap, hate it. If this <laughs> is the cap for Indiana Jones, oh, it would be a horrible way. To it end would be it. a way a bad way to end it. But so. I don't want them to do a cap. I just want them to do another one. Like I just because I don't I don't like the idea of it ending. Cool. So I just like the idea of like, do you, keep going. Do you like the idea of a reboot or of a continuation of like a different Indy? Because Indiana is like a, it's not his real name. My whole idea always is don't. I mean, if you want to do like a soft reboot where you have a new character, I guess that's kind of fine. But don't have him be called Indiana Jones. But also, like, I'm a big believer in, you know what, if you really want to reboot it and have a new series like that, like, then just do something new. I mean, mm-hmm. that's basically what The Mummy did. They just kind of so made a new series. Do like Montana Johnson. Who is that? It's oh, the, just, a different, just a different name. <laughs> Minnesota Cuke. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I uh, Veggie Tales. I, I didn't want to say that, but, but like I, 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 I wouldn't mind time. them throwing someone else. I mean, not even that. I'm just saying you could do a completely different series about someone who's going and doing something like that. Because Hawaii Jane. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like, I don't know. I'm not a fan of them. Like rebooting it because I'm like it is Harrison Ford it, that is Harrison Ford in that role they and could, it's like you can't oh, replace him they could use what's his face uh, uh, Aaron Reich Alden Aaron oh him from Solo <laughs> oh yeah because you know the fans loved mm. that the first time mm. I don't know it would about only Chris make Pratt sense though? Chris Pratt I've heard a couple times yeah. that he could do it I mean, and I could see him but I feel like he'd be too Jurassic Worldy. I would enjoy it more though if it was Chris Pratt. Well, it would be different, the, but I'd be I'd I'd go see it. I'd like, see every one that he was in. I like Jurassic World and I like him in that movie, but I don't think they made him enough like gave him enough silly moments like something like an Indiana Jones because I'm like a movie like Jurassic World could have used that like mm-hmm. someone who's like kind of like Indiana Jones where it's like he doesn't have that perfection quality to him mm-hmm. and it makes some of the scenes better. I don't see Chris Pratt as like a. Like a smart type, I guess. That's what I mean. Yeah, so it could like, be great. He'd just be a bumbling idiot. I mean, but <laughs> yeah, Indiana well, Jones is a professor. Spielberg could hone him in. You never know. He can do wonders. I'm excited for the fifth one. You should yeah. continue. <laughs> I need to move on. Um, so, 
seventh entry on my list is a little movie called Children of Men, which none of you have seen. Have you seen it? Yeah, Justin? I saw it. yeah I've seen it. Okay. How long ago? Like, probably two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah. Um, tell me how you like it after I explain it a little bit. Um, so, the movie uh, is made in 2006 by Alfonso Cuaron, who is famously known for um, Gravity and Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, but my personal favorite is Children of Men, which is a, um, yeah, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's a dystopian future or if it's a pre-apocalyptic future, um, but it's a it's England, the movie takes place in England, where the world um, in like the year like 20, uh, it's probably like 2007 or 8, I think, um, children stop being born, women are no, no longer pregnant, um, and the world is just kind of like waiting to die, you know? oh, um, and there's, they, there's a lot of these aspects where like, they talk about like, like now like the modern celebrities are the youngest people on earth. You know, or like the the youngest person on earth is like eighteen years old, and he's a celebrity just because he's young. Um, but the movie is full of uh, it, it's all about like this internal conflict of England. There's um, these kind of two groups. There's like the government, um, who is like basically fighting against refugees. People are trying to get into England because it's like one of the only countries left in the world that's still like working. It's not buried in chaos. Mm. Um, so there's a ton of. Um, dialogue about refugees coming in. And it's really unique because in 2006, that wasn't like an issue for us, like as the U.S. Like publicized issue. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like a large scale. Yeah, no one like cared about it. And then when this movie came out, and still no one really cared. Now it's a thing, you know. Now mm-hmm. we have that we see on the news every day. Um, but back then, it wasn't. A, there wasn't a real paradigm for it. Um, but uh, the movie itself takes place. It's about a um, an ex-social activist, um, and he gets roped in with a, um, kind of like an underground group, um, of sorts that's trying to kind of solve this problem, um, and, uh, it has to do with, like, this plague of infertility that's going around, and, um, for me, why I love the movie, the storyline's great, um, Clive Owen's the main guy, and I really like Clive Owen, um, but, uh, there's a ton. You, you guys have you guys seen The Revenant or Birdman? Do you know what those movies are famous for? No. No. <laughs> those movies are famous for having ridiculously long camera shots, like okay. like like unedited um, long takes. Yeah, crazy long takes where there's several, you know, mm. I don't want to say several minutes long, it's normal, but like twenty minute long takes where if you screwed up, you have to do it over again. You know. Um, this movie does that, and it's one of the first movies to do that well. It's yeah. full of shots that are like easily ten minutes long, where it's uninterrupted dialogue, uninterrupted. You know, there's there's a scene where they're like, um, kind of like trying to like uh, escape like a compound of sorts, and um, the scene begins in the middle of the night, and the scene ends like after the sun's up. It's an, like this crazy long section of like it, it, there's a couple edits in it, mm. but it was the same day. Like you could tell they they filmed it and had to cut some stuff out. But it, originally it was one single take. Where if they screwed up bad enough, they'd have to wait a whole another day to do it. Like that's crazy. Crazy long takes like that. Um, 
yeah, I don't want to ruin it because it's such a wild ride to go into it, kind of just with the information you have. Mm. Um, it's super, super good. Um, really, uh, really freaking interesting. So I yeah. have it. If you want to borrow, yeah. It's gonna take your whole collection. Are you gonna say something? Well, yeah. What did you think of it, Justin? I don't know. I honestly like from watching it. I remember mostly just the uh, the long takes. I think really help with. Because, you know, like, the opening scene is, like, he's just kind of chilling, you know, in mm-hmm. a bar, you know, and then he kind of walks out, and then place just explodes, and it's just kind of really casually done, and it's kind of, what I think those long takes really complement on the fact that, well, you know, you leave something, and then, you know, it happens, and then just a couple minutes later, it's sort of forgotten about, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. just, like, desensitization to violence, you yeah. know? And I'm like, that definitely happens nowadays i mean you watch tv and just like the constant flow of information and everything it's kind of like it's been said for years but i'm like i think definitely in the social media age which that movie doesn't tackle Mm -hmm. but i think it kind of was leading into that because it has a lot of just media publicizing things and Mm -hmm. they just sort of move on like even one of propaganda in it yeah like even one of the biggest news stories of the year which i don't want to reveal what happens it's not Mm -hmm. a big detail but there's something that happens, and then they kind of just brush over real quick, and I'm like, yeah, but that's like a big deal, and they're just like talking about it like it's a normal everyday occurrence. Yeah. I'm like, but it's like that's what, yeah, it's crazy. At the beginning of the movie, they talk about how England's like one of the last surviving countries. They talk about how like the U.S. is like in complete anarchy. There's no government there. <laughs> no, not and us. <laughs> most of like the other countries are, and, and England's one of the last ones, um, and that's why there's so many refugees trying to come into the country, and the government won't have it. Sure. So they're. It's kind of like this needless conflict because everyone knows the world's going to die anyway. Mm-hmm. And so it's that's what the movie's about. It's like, do you give in to like nihilism or do you still try and help people even though you're all going to be dead soon? You know? Um, but yeah, super, 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 super good really movie. Really see that. And there's uh, Michael Caine's in it. Michael he plays Caine. like a, an, an old um, political cartoonist, ex-activist. Um, but the little things like they they play some of the music that's popular. The music is just it sounds horrible to us now. But the year takes it takes place in twenty twenty seven, and then that's like popular and like um, weeds. They they talk about how weed is still illegal. Like like the world's about to end and Wait, weed is like still a, illegal. Isn't he a, isn't <laughs> yeah, he a pot, a pot smoker? Farmer. I forgot because yeah. he, he kind of <laughs> had a weird personality. Strawberry Wait, cough. Michael Caine. Yeah. Yep. He's a pot farmer. Michael He's like didn't because didn't he make like kind of like it wasn't really potty humor but it was like jokes oh, yeah. kind of like that yeah i think he says a c word you know yeah so it's just Ooh. kind of weird jokes yeah. he's just kind of yeah he's really it's super good i had heard he that talking? he heard about the movie and he had like tried he sought the movie out to be a part of it like he didn't get asked like he wanted to because he, he cool. loved the character and stuff mm. <laughs> so anyway highly recommend it i think it's yeah, right for guys alley definitely need to see that um next number six is christopher nolan's the prestige um, which was probably after seeing the Dark Knight trilogy and Inception, I I think I had seen either Interstellar or The Prestige next. Um, but The Prestige stuck out a lot. Like mm-hmm. I loved The Dark Knight; it was one of my favorite movies for a long time. And then Inception, probably even before that, um, that was one of the movies that Justin had suggested to me when we were kids. Um, and like, I kind of grew up thinking like, oh, this is like a movie that, um, like I'll reference when I think, you know, how scenes are done and, you know, how film works, I'll reference Inception. Um, 
And so that was one of my favorite movies. And then when I saw The Prestige, holy crap. Like, I won't say it's a better movie, but I personally enjoy that movie so much. And I get so much out of it when I watch it. And I still <clears throat> discover new stuff about it. And you've seen it. Yeah. Have you seen it, Chloe? I have not. Okay. I may have to watch it tonight. It's it's super good. It's 12.45 a.m. Almost (laughs) 1 in the morning. Um, Yeah, it's super good. It's 1880s-ish or something. 1800s England. About two rival... um, Magicians. Illusionists of sorts. Magicians. Um, Christian Bale and Hugh Jackman. Michael Caine's in it. Batman Um, versus Wolverine. Scarlett Johansson's in it. Um, The girlfriend-ish person from Iron Man 3. Um don't know her name um but yeah wild ride it's 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 one of the only movies you're watching and you don't know who the protagonist is isn't Mm -hmm. isn't bowie in it david bowie's in it he plays nikola Nikola tesla Tesla. (gasps) so oh yeah andy circus you're like i'll watch it tonight i'm like i'm ready andy circus is in it andy circus i just got like a rush of adrenaline i'm ready let's watch it right now it is so freaking good yeah it's probably my favorite period in history it's when like it's a tesla and it's like industrial revolution yeah yeah, that's what i'm yeah that's what i'm looking for yeah industrial it's good it's super good um yeah like i said one of the only movies where you don't really know you know christopher nolan he kind of keeps changing up you don't know who the protagonist is you're like one guy is like clearly the protagonist you know and then all of a sudden he starts acting dark and then the guy who was the bad guy he's like the good guy now you're rooting for him and then it's such a good well-balanced movie um and yeah man so good just as many twists and turns as any other christopher nolan movie um if not more it's a really fun movie yeah what do you think? Of I haven't seen it in years, so it's like I don't really know what to say about it. Yeah, I gotta rewatch it honestly because uh, it really—it's when I saw it, I saw it because of Inception, mm-hmm. so I borrowed it. So it's been like yeah, eight years. Eight years. Yeah, so it's Man. been a while. And all I do remember about it is the ending because I was like, oh, and I mm-hmm. and I remember. Rob telling me all about because he finally saw it. And he's like, I think that might be it. You see, it's called the Prestige because the final act is the Prestige. The, he was being the illusionist. Christopher Nolan. He was like talking to me like a film essay, and I'm like, mm-hmm. look, I, no, I get it. And he's, I'm like, I've seen the movie. I'm like, I like it. And he's like, explain the whole thing. I'm yeah. like, I, I've seen it. I'm it's like, good. <laughs> it's so good. I don't like, want to give too much I, away. I get it. But it's Christopher so Nolan good. is the magician. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, all right, I I get it, YouTube thumbnail, I get it, prestige is great, <laughs> <Yeah>. all right, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll watch it again. That's good. That's good. Um, next on the list, number five, is a little movie by Patrick Bryce. I want to make sure that's his name. Yep, Patrick Bryce, called Creep, um, which I. Uh, my girlfriend at the time um, heard about this from a friend at work, and she's like, "Hey, this guy said it's pretty cool. We should watch it." So we looked on Netflix, and it was one of those movies where it was just, yeah, absolutely glued to the screen. Could not get enough of it the whole movie. Um, I don't. I, I have other experiences I compare it to, like maybe the first time I watched uh, The Hateful Eight. Um, free fire. <laughs> um, the first time but, I had popcorn. 
the first time I had ice cream. Yeah, this a wasn't like, like that. <laughs> this wasn't a movie that grew on me. This is a movie that just it had me and has had me every watching mm-hmm. since every viewing. Um, but I think it there's two parts of why I like it. Um, first is it's a great movie. It's the premise is a uh, you haven't seen it, Zach, right? And you haven't seen it, right, Justin? Um, a guy. It's it, the whole movie is found footage, which I love found footage movies. Um, a guy, he's just like a videographer, and he um, finds a Craigslist ad of a some guy living up like in the mountains, probably in like California or somewhere. Um, and he just he's asking for someone to come and videotape him for a day, for a thousand bucks. Um, and he's like, "Yep, yeah, all right. I need some money. I'll go and try this out." Um, and he goes, he meets the guy who seems like he's all right. You know, he's an all right guy. Um, and he's he's agreed to film him. And over the course of the day, this guy that he's filming just gets weirder and weirder. Um, and I won't tell you anything more than that. Um, but holy cow, is it not? I mean, it is just. Ugh. One of the coolest movies I've ever seen. Like, is it a slow descent into like? Not like slow. It's it's only like an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, it's not a super. Um, movie. but it feels like a full two hour movie. Not because it's like drags on, but it's because it feels full, very very well, full. I movie. mean, like the creepier creepier he gets, it's just like a slow descent in like his personality. Like, it, or no, is it just like I just he just starts doing weird stuff. Like, you just you pick up some things that are kind of like you're wondering if the guy filming caught it, you know, because you're watching from his perspective because mm-hmm. he's the one filming, and you you don't know if he's caught it, and then he says some things that you're like, yeah, he's kind of picking up that this guy's weird, um, or that it's just like things that people don't normally do, um, and then yeah, eventually it kind of snowballs, mm-hmm. snowballs, 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 <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, they even came out with a sequel. Um, which is on Netflix. You haven't seen Creep I Two yet? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I've been planning on watching it for like a week. I just haven't. Yeah, it it's not bad. It's also like an hour and twenty minutes. Okay. Very different from the first one. Okay. But still found footage. Mm-hmm. Still very See, very similar. Like, I thought it was really well done found footage. Like the mm-hmm. uh, the other found footage, I can compare it to is Blair Witch Project. That mm-hmm. was like the holy grail of found footage. That was mm-hmm. really like the it's one of the first, first ones. First There's one before it about like cannibals that yeah. I'd seen, but. Was it like Cannibal Holocaust? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That, was that one I haven't seen it. I've heard it's great. <laughs> I want to watch it. Yeah. Um, but Blair Witch did it really, really well, and then Creep did it. I think just as yeah. Well. well, there's there's like Cloverfield. I love Cloverfield. That's like all found footage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I um, wasn't a huge fan of Cloverfield. I thought mm-hmm. it was good, but like not on the same level as Creep. Creep is like the movie. Creep is so good. It's... And like. I distinctly remember watching it, and like when nighttime hit, I had no idea what was happening. I was like, yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen, but <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for it. Yeah, because like, it's it says you know the ad film for like a, you know filming for a day, mm-hmm. and then halfway through the movie, the day ends. You know what's yeah. gonna happen the rest of the movie? Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, and it's just so good, so scary, but not in like a horror way. It's like an absolute, yeah. like the definition of thriller. Yeah. Because it puts you there. And what's crazy is the the whole movie, there's really only like two actors. There's the guy filming and then the guy who's videotaping because it's like mm-hmm. up at his cabin in the mm-hmm. woods. And the movie ends and the credits roll and I see that the the actor who plays the guy filming 
is the director and writer of the movie, (laughs) Patrick Bryce. He's the guy filming it in the movie. And sometimes the camera's on his face and you see who's the the guy. And then the other guy, Mark Duplass, who's done a lot of work on other Blumhouse movies. He's done, he writes a lot of TV shows. Um, he's, He's an actor and other stuff. He's the main actor. He's the creep. Um, he's the producer of it. And so it's just, it, it, the movie looks like two dudes took 200 bucks, went to a cabin, and filmed it in a day, and then put on Netflix. Like, that's how it looks like. And it is that, it's that good. And, uh... How, how shaky is the camera? Not, work? not shaky. It's okay, because, like, Cloverfield hurts my eyes. It's, it's very, very calm. Yeah, okay. it's good. Whoever the guy filming is a calm filmer man. Or filmer man. Camera man. He realized people were actually going to watch this. Yeah. Tim <laughs> He's like, maybe it shouldn't be super shaky. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, it's so good. I watch that all the time. Um, number four is Edgar Wright's Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah. Me and Justin just watched this a couple of days ago. That we did. And, uh, man... Every time I watch it, get plur- I mean, you. The first time I watched it was with you. Was it? Yep. Man, Remember? We've had a lot of firsts. Yeah, we've had a lot of firsts. <laughs> me. Um, yeah, at Sam's house. I don't know. I think I just picked up at a pawn shop and we watched it. Probably, yeah. And was it the first time you watched it? I think I like rented it from like a gas station, like when mm-hmm. it first kind of came out on DVD, because they'd get like all the new movies, and I'd rent like a yeah. couple at a time. Yeah. So I think that's probably the it's first time I've seen it. Yeah, super good. I didn't know who Edgar Wright was when I watched it, um, but I just thought, man, this is so weird, but I, I, yeah. I don't know why, but I like it a ton. Um, and I, I think I watched it at least one more time before I moved out of Sam's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since I've been living in Duluth, I watch it all the time, because most of my friends here um, love Scott Pilgrim. That's their yeah. favorite movie, and so we just watch all the time. Um, but it has just kind of, not just everything that like I love, like... It has the whole underground punk scene culture within it. Um, but even, you know, I didn't play a whole lot of Nintendo and video games or arcade games, and it's full of that, which I really like. Yeah. Um, but I just, I love the cast. I, I think <laughs> it's so Evans. fun. I love Edgar Wright's editing style, The you know, where everything's completely music-driven, but there's all these just weird looking scenes mm. one part there's Seinfeld you know and then one part there's um you know in like these these band, battle of the bands type moments and there's like these weird comic like like um thinking boxes or whatever and, and it's very I mean it's, it's based off a comic book which I haven't read you know I haven't it's sitting in my Amazon cart it's just expensive um but I flipped through it before and you know and I I know the premise or whatever. It's obviously the same as the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a cool version of it, and and to be brought to to film in a movie the way it is is yeah. just fascinating. And um, uh, yeah, it got me really hooked on Edgar Wright. That's what made me chase down Hot Fuzz and <laughs> Shaun of the Dead and Baby Driver. I didn't know that was Edgar Wright until I was oh, stepping into the theater. <laughs> um, and I the thing came up I'm like, oh, a great movie, no way. <laughs> and then I knew I was in for a real treat. So, um, yeah, Scott Pilgrim, love it. I have Such the soundtrack movie. on vinyl. Um, it's just so fun. I love it. Number three, it's okay. 
is <laughs> yeah, yeah, Justin, wait, wait, who fact. loves Edgar Wright, <laughs> thinks it's okay. No, I, I, I love Edgar Wright's movies. I think Scott Pilgrim is my least favorite, but it's still good. It's still amazing, but... Even I, just rewatching it now, it's your least favorite. It's it's really just a matter of taste, I guess. I can't even really describe what it is. I, I don't find as fond as the other mm-hmm. movies, but... I think it's just a matter... One of them has to be your least favorite, and that's the one. It happens to be there's, one. There's, like, three different superhero, like, actors in that movie. That's hilarious, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were just... There's, we were talking about that. There's Chris Evans. There's, uh... What's-her-face is gonna be Captain Marvel. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Brie Larson. And then... Brandon uh, Routh. The... Who played Superman. Yeah, he played mm-hmm. Superman, and now he's, uh... The Atom on, mm-hmm. uh... What is it? Legends of Tomorrow. I get mixed up with the guy. I always think the guy who plays uh, Harvey Dent in Gotham is oh. that guy too, but it's not him. Um, but I feel like there's probably more, actually. I'm sure. In that movie? Yeah. No, they're probably also superheroes. Wait till Michael Sarah's hired to finally play Batman. I've been waiting years. <laughs> no, play Thanos in the next Hi, movie. I'm, I'm Batman. Actually, okay, real quick. Michael Sarah, one of his best recent roles... Is he plays himself in Molly's game? He plays like himself, basically. He plays him, his exact self in. Uh, this, this is, is the, end. the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, there's that too. I well, forgot. Yeah, but those are exaggerated. It's exaggerated, <laughs> but man. Oh, was like, my phone's right here. This is so embarrassing. Get stabbed. <laughs> no, but I was gonna say that uh, Molly's game is a movie about. Um, Got what her name is, but last name of Molly. This person who went into the business of uh, doing underground poker games for like rich people, and one of the people who show up was Michael Sarah. It's a, in the original real because it's a real story. <laughs> Originally, they said it was uh, apparently Toby Maguire who did this whole thing, but of course they're not going to be like, "Hey, Toby Maguire, be in this," or you know, hire someone to be Toby Maguire. Yeah. So they just hired some other actor, and they were like, well, who would just completely stick out? And it's Michael Sarah. <laughs> There's a part in it where he actually becomes, like, threatening, and it kind of works almost, because you could totally buy it. Yeah, Michael Sarah probably is this douchey. But, you know, he's playing, once again, an exaggerated version of himself. Yeah. Like, he's probably not that way, but you can buy it. Yeah. So, it that's good. That's, that's awesome. pretty wild. Dang. I recommend that movie, by the way. That's a good movie. Yeah, I'll check it out. Um, Alright, final three. Third one on the list is Joe Dante's Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned that on guitar a couple months oh, I ago. <laughs> I, was, I was writing some new punk songs, and I was trying to, I was like, trying to incorporate a lot of my '80s taste into it. I was like, I'm gonna do that Gremlins theme, <laughs> and uh, I never, I didn't get sold on it. I did write a Gremlins song, but uh, Gremlins I, I didn't song? stick with that theme. That's it. Speaking yeah. of, what's the t-shirt you're wearing right now? Oh, oh my gosh. Did you oh, know that? Did not think really? of that. I, I was going to say something <laughs> before we started. I was going to say something too. Yeah, I'm currently wearing a Gremlins t-shirt and had no idea. <laughs> what if we did all that build up and he wasn't actually wearing a Gremlins t-shirt? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you wearing? <laughs> Nothing. It's like, look at this. Here's my authentic... I'm going back to Cars 2, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Cars 2 Cars t-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> Open season 2. <laughs> um... Yeah, man, Gremlins. What a wild ride. If you've heard me on the podcast before, you know that my favorite um, genre of film, I guess, is 80s movies that is just loaded full of puppets and practical effects. Um, And the Gremlins is 
or just not the Gremlins. Gremlins is the movie that kind of got me hooked on it. Um, so many scenes where there's just tons of practical effects, little lizardy looking <laughs> monsters or these little fluffy looking, you know, puppets. And uh, whether there's just one on, on set, you know, on screen, or there's a hundred, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie theater scene or the bar scene in Gremlins is like one of my favorite scenes in any movie <laughs> just because there's so much to look at you could keep rewinding and see new stuff that's mm. popping out at you um, <laughs> and there's other movies that like you know do it well like The Labyrinth is one that people bring up a lot you know all the, the goblins and stuff um, which I love The Labyrinth too I'm not I'm not as sold on uh, the musicals musical portions of it that's just personal taste. <laughs> That's just like, um, magic dance. Is- I know it's so dance weird. Dance magic dance. <gasps> dance. Uh, Ugh, man, I love David Bowie. I love <laughs> David Bowie. I have a David Bowie shirt. I might have been wearing. Um, does not approve. But uh, I, yeah, I just I love practical effects, mm. puppets. Um, Star Wars was a huge one. Yeah. Every time they go into cantina or bounty hunters that you see on screen, Jabba's little underground place His and little all those like uh yeah all those practical effects that people do like man <laughs> if i could have any job in hollywood man oh, it'd yeah. be making practical effects Wait, puppets and working talking in. about the little bird Yay! guy you know his name salacious crumb yeah i, knew that. <laughs> I have i think i have the action figure <laughs> if you want to know the it action I, figure. well it came with the java you know yeah, I, I suppose I, i'm such a Star Wars man. Yeah. <laughs> I have every like action figure. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. I just remember some of their names. The blue elephant's name is um uh, oh, what is his name? It's like It's something really <laughs> Oh Max Rebo. Yeah, That's Max Rebo band. Anyway, back right. to Gremlins. Let's go talk about Gremlins. Man, I had no idea. Maybe that stuff. Um <laughs> Yeah, man. I love the Gremlins. It was one that's a movie that my mom um uh, bought me and threw my lap and I watched it and instantly I was like this is my favorite Christmas movie because it yeah. is a Christmas movie Christmas movie um and uh dang yeah everyone I love wants it. a Mogwai I love Billy yeah I love Gizmo I love um uh what's the kid's name the kid from the Goonies it's in it Corey Feldman yep <laughs> um yeah Man, there's only one part of that movie that's kind of just out there. <laughs> I think what? I know what you're talking Which about. Which part is it, do you think? Are, oh, are you talking about the Santa Claus part? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, where she's talking about Santa Claus and her dad dressed yeah. up as Santa Claus. Well, I was going to say, I'm like, I thought it didn't bother you because I thought you very famously were told the secret of Santa quite early when you, yeah. when you were kids. So. No, that part didn't like scare me. It's just... Now when I watch it, it seems like it's misplaced. It's like way out there, and I remember it was a scene they were going to cut, and mm-hmm. Joe Dante literally fought for, till the end of the day about it, and I wish it would be the scene where I'm like, I totally get why he did it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, in a way, like it, it's a lot of 80s movies don't give that character a character arc like that, and that is like what gave, I can't remember her name, I think it's Betty. I know her actress name is Phoebe Cates. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember her in the movie now. I think it's Betty. I could be. We'll go with Betty. Billy um, and Betty. Maybe it's not. I like, don't remember. I call, don't you have Letterbox right there? I do. <laughs> Freaking have it open right in front of me. Um, I don't remember. Billy Peltzer is her name. 
Kate Berenger. No, that's a very so close to Betty. So that is a boring name. Um, but uh, yeah, like you know Jennifer in Back to the Future, like in the first one, she's got no arc at all. <laughs> she's bad. only in a little bit of it. Um, but in Gremlins, instead of having a flat or not flat, but like nothing, they gave her that little bit, which is it's weird and kind of out of place, mm. but I still appreciate it. Um, but yeah, man, I love the Gremlins. I love the everything about the Gremlins. I watch it every Christmas as a part of a tradition. And I recently just added another movie to my Christmas watching tradition. Gremlins too? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I do watch that every once in a while. Um, Electric Boogaloo. Krampus. Ooh, yeah. Krampus. Yeah. Freaking That's... love me. I love Krampus. the the ending twist thing. Mm-hmm. It's such a good. Thing. I just for me, it's like the the only movie I've seen that is like the Gremlins, and they didn't yeah, try to it be. So is. But it just is, yeah. and I appreciate it so. It's it to me. It feels like someone found that script in an attic from the eighties and opened it. And like it says says we're supposed to use puppets. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, true. What, who could we get to to act in this? <laughs> and then they get the freaking I didn't know his name, but the guy from Parks and Rec. Um, he's Why Derek and Step Brothers. <laughs> yeah, that guy. I don't remember, but that guy. Um, I, I want to say his uh, name is Adam. I think I'm the only person on the planet who, after seeing that movie, I actually got like kind of ticked at that ending of Krampus. Because, like, well, I mean, it's frustrating, but it's such a. Good, I think I it was kind of like it seemed like lazy writing or cop out. But then after I rewatched it, I'm like. I like it. That's it fits I mean. because the rest of the movie is weird and doesn't take itself that seriously. That movie yeah, came fits. out 2015. I haven't seen it since. I should mm-hmm. watch it again because yeah. I remember liking a lot of it, but it was like that ending that really threw me mm-hmm. off. But I feel like I'd like it now. Yeah, yeah it's good. I, I got on Blu-ray. <laughs> Did you? <Yeah>. Adam Scott. <laughs> Adam Scott. Yeah, I name. said his name was Adam. But anyway. Hey, do you Gremlins. like You like Gremlins too. I like Gremlins too. Yeah. I like Just, Gremlins too. Obviously, everyone can say it not as much, but... Mm-hmm. That was a movie when it first came out. People were like, "What is this?" Like they hated it. And, mm-hmm. the, and but it was a case where like when Joe Dante made the movie, they said you can do whatever you want, and that's you can totally tell that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And even when, like with that intro, where it's just Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny, it's like, <laughs> "What is this movie?" Yeah. But I love Gremlins too when I finally saw it, and I would love to rewatch it. And Gremlins three, is it gonna happen? Of course not. I don't I want mean, it to. I don't think it ever will. Um, and if even it if they, is, I'll obviously see it. But right. I, if, you know what? If they actually kept it with the puppets and had like that Krampus guy, actually, because he did the puppets, he stuck to it. And oh, everything. you mean the guy who like the was guy in who charge of it all? The guy did uh, Krampus. He also did Trick or Treat, mm-hmm. not Trick yep. or Treat, Trick or yep. Treat. treat. Yeah. So it's like he could, he could probably make a good Gremlins movie because it would stick to that style. Mm-hmm. The only thing is, he'd have to get a little more sentimental, I think, but just because. Well, the original films like the, the second mm-hmm. one's not really, but the yeah, it wouldn't be it couldn't be as eighties like <laughs> disregard for emotion. <laughs> like you can't end it with like the Gremlins winning. I feel like I mean yeah. I love that <laughs> as the end I, of the trilogy. Well, the I mean, Gremlins no, win. Just like I'm saying, like have like you know do go cool. get dark with it. Have it be cool. like where the Gremlins take over the town, and it's just kind of like they raise their hands, and That's it's like it. they're going out into the world, and then they just kill cuts Gizmo, like <laughs> they like crucify Gizmo. him. You could really get so dark scary, with it. Like that man. could be the ending where the gremlins just win and like the humans are hostages to yeah. them. Because that's all it ever was, was like, they just trying to have yeah. fun. <laughs> Dang. 
Yeah, man. We should write a Gremlins 3 script. We should write a <laughs> Gremlins Honestly, just 3 for fun. Script. Like, that would be hilarious. Like, if they went... I want to actually... I can see them, like, Start enslaving the human race. Oh, God. God <laughs> Whipping pe- people. <laughs> people would hate it, but I'd love it. Like, that's yeah, what Gizmo is, like, the savior. He comes back as, like, Rambo. <laughs> comes back and then... three days later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Gizmo G. He'd be, like, a Gremlin... Gizmo Hitler. superstar. Oh my god, like have that Gizmo Christ superstar. They have the the <laughs> racist Chinese stereotype yeah. guy from the first movie show up as like a ghost, you know, Obi-Wan style, and be like, <laughs> Gizmo, there's one more four secrets that I never told. And then like have him show that like gremlins have like powers and no one else knows this. And so like, <laughs> gremlins he's like flying around and going, Wow, that'd be a little Pikachu. <laughs> Then it turned into Pokemon. Exactly. I I, I want to see that now. <laughs> yeah, that's good. We'll start writing Gremlins three. Right Seriously. Away. Um. Just all right. no. Just call it Gremlins four, just to confuse me. <laughs> the next batch. Um. All right. Number two on my list. None other than Evil Dead two, which we have just watched. A week ago, we all did together. Yeah. Um, we we double featured Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness. Yeah, and um, but man, Evil Dead Two, uh, such a weird place. I I'd heard, I'd heard about Evil Dead before, and just thought it was like one of those forget you know forgotten eighties movies that some people like. Um, but this podcast that I really like a lot, um, called Talk Cinema About Swamp. It. <laughs> different podcasts. Um, they mentioned it and just went on and on about how Evil Dead Two had like got them into punk music and got them into the way they appreciate eighties movies. Now I'm like, hey, I I love punk music and I love movies. Like mm. I need to see Evil Dead Two, um, but obviously I have to start with Evil Dead One. Um, so I bought Evil Dead One, Evil Dead Two, and Army of Darkness, and I watched Evil Dead and I thought it was super cool. Um, I researched it a bunch before I watched it, so I knew, like, you know, why it was, like, this cult classic, you know? Um, and then by Evil Dead 2, I, like, all of that was out the window because of how... Oh, sorry. Um, because of how much I just enjoyed it. It's, it's balls to the walls from start to end. Um, I love Bruce Campbell <laughs> as Ash Williams. Um... Fighting his just, own hand. <laughs> yeah, just fighting his own hand, cutting his girlfriend's head off with a shovel, um, turning into zombie ash a couple times. Yeah, more uh, than once. That yeah, he fights his hand a ton. He's like, is the house, the cabin is laughing at him. Like, <laughs> and he's like laughing with it. And like, he just yeah. doesn't know what's going on. He just, there's weird scenes where he like sits down in a chair and the chair breaks and like, ah oh, man. But the practical effects in it, I absolutely love. Uh, the storyline, I obviously love the storyline a ton, but the practical effects are something that I um, just can't get enough of. Um, and I was probably I was telling you guys the last time I watched it, but if I could have been a part of the making of any movie in history, it would be <laughs> Evil Dead 2. I think that would be the most fun movie to make, to just enjoy yourself and just do whatever you want. And that um, almost guarantees you a spot in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Yeah, it almost guarantees you in Spider-Man eventually. Um, You'd be Green Goblin. But, uh, <laughs> Power Ranger Green yeah. Goblin. <laughs> um, yeah, I love Evil Dead 2. I, love, I like Army of Darkness a lot. Um, it's not what Evil Dead 2 is for me. Evil Dead 2 is, is just a street line, street, uh, 
streamlined movie um, full of just weird action and um, craziness left, right? Um, they had an Evil Dead quasi-remake sequel that came out. Um, and that one I watched for the first time like a week ago, and that I really liked a lot. Um, and then I watched the TV show Ash vs. the Evil Dead, which is also just super amazing and full of practical effects, just like <laughs> they, they hold very true to Evil Dead and Army Darkness. Um, even though it's way more out there and the, the weird spirit demon realm stuff is mm-hmm. way crazier, the all the reasons I love Evil, the Evil Dead franchise, it's found in that. But Evil Dead 2, is a, for me, it's the staple of that whole franchise and um dang i love it i watch it every chance i get this year alone i've watched it four times <laughs> um and it's only half you done yeah. <laughs> year. i'll probably see it again soon most people i meet that want to cover for a movie night i'm like we're gonna watch evil dead 2 <laughs> and uh but that was the first time i had ever double featured evil dead 2 and army darkness that was fun doing it back to back I love how he, like, Dick Van Dyke around the cabin the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. tripped over everything. Yeah, just constant <laughs> tripping. So and you don't know if he actually yeah. did that on purpose or not. Yeah, I like, when I, his hand is fighting against him, and he's just grabbing plates and smacking over his head. That's, like, all real. <laughs> Bruce Campbell's just smacking <laughs> plates over his head for, like, five minutes straight. Uh, and then Sam Raimi says, oh, wait, cut, you gotta do it all over again. No yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need some more plates. I uh, I like about that movie is just the fact that everything has like every little tiny detail has its own like anim was it animate moment or something like that. So like in any other movie, guy like chops off his hand, hand would be done. No, like this hand like comes alive. Comes back. Like <laughs> any other movie, like you know, if he's like in a cabin, mm-hmm. if they're gonna do something like to freak you out it's like oh just have a talking deer and they do like one of the funniest yet creepiest versions of that but then not only that like everything comes alive including like not just like the books talking or like you got like i'm pretty sure there's even like just like parts of the wall that are just moving going like everything in that movie is like up for up for grabs they turn everything (laughs) into a prop like so it's it's like you you can't trust anything yeah (laughs) you can't and some he doesn't know if it's his own mind or if it's not like He's laughing with everything, yeah. and then he hears one creak, and he just turns around and shoots through the door with a shotgun, <laughs> and it's a person, finally a real human being, you know? Um, yeah, I, I love... And even in the TV show, they bring the hand back. The hand is like a key player in the TV show. <laughs> really? Yep. Um, they bring back, uh, yeah, just all kinds of just gnarly stuff. You know, they always say, like, I've heard some complaints about movies where it's like, you know, the rules make no sense for this stuff, like... You know, sometimes they don't they don't set the rules enough. Uh-huh. But Evil Dead, I'm like, that's a series that Mike the the rules aren't really set too much, but I kinda love it for that. Yeah. It's like there, yeah, there's no rules. Like no literally rules. anything can happen. And it feels good. Or anything can't happen. Yeah. Like, yeah, he gets thrown into that uh cellar, but it's not like the woman who's down there is gonna attack him. He never does. But then later she does, and I'm just like Sometimes going back up the steps that she reaches through and grabs his legs. Yeah. And then you know, and it's like, and I'm like, I don't consider like maybe that part of that's like, well, you know, they just don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. The writers didn't, but to me, I'm like, I think it's just a case of no, because everything's so random. Like this, whatever this haunting thing is, mm-hmm. it's weird, and it's just got a weird sense of humor. And I'm like, that's why it's great. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, dang, yeah, 
I love me some Evil <laughs> I Dead I think we should just rewatch it. My next tattoo <laughs> is going to be Evil Dead 2 tattoo. I'm going to get the arm. chainsaw on my arm. Um, <laughs> I wonder what his number one picks. Yeah, be. number one. Yeah, I mean, you guys don't um, remember. I bet it, right? it's like a four out of five star. <laughs> four out of five star. <laughs> I'd give it a four out of five. Four out of five. Uh, my number one movie of all time is Back to the Future. That's right. Um, we talked about it a lot on the last podcast, so I won't go too in-depth, but this movie, I got it as a white elephant gift when I was about five and um, watched it every chance I could get ever since then. I've tested it several times to see if it's still my favorite movie, if Evil Dead 2 is now my new favorite or not. Um, and anytime I watch Evil or I watch Back to the Future, I am more cemented in my original <laughs> knowledge that this is my favorite movie of all time. It is a four out of five star rating because I don't believe it is a perfect movie by any means. But man, I love it and enjoy it thoroughly, and um, I love introducing new people to it. Um, and uh, yeah, big part of why I love movies now. It'll probably be a part of how I look at movies forever and how I interpret movies and pursue them. Um, yeah, I love me some Back to the Future. It's a favorite movie in the world. Um, to end, I'll just go over my top ten, I guess. In oh, yeah. Descending order, just to, in case you might have forgotten what was on it. Um, From like two hours ago. <laughs> two hours ago. So, my number ten favorite movie of all time. It's Captain America Civil War. Um, and just below that, at number nine, we have Joel Cohen's Fargo, which is just so fun. I absolutely love it. Number eight, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, yeah, freaking love me some Indiana Jones, man. Uh, I really like Children of Men coming at number seven. Super cool. Really like it a lot. Um, uh, I like just a little bit more than that. I like The Prestige. Coming at number six, Crazy Love, Christopher Nolan. Um, number five, one of the most surprising movies I ever saw, is Creep. Still surprising me to this day of how amazing and creepy it is. Number four, Scotty P. Scott Pilgrim versus the entire <laughs> world. Love me some Edgar Wright, especially Scott Pilgrim and Michael Sarah and all those other people. Number three is Gremlins. Practical effects through the wazoo. Uh, just completely amazing. I love it. Number two, none other than Evil Dead 2. Freaking love me some Evil Dead 2. And more than all of those, I love Back to the Future Part 1. With Michael J. Fox. Christopher Lloyd, who we forgot to mention on the last podcast, me and Zach have met. And we have pictures with him. So we can prove it. We can prove it that we've met Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. Um, a couple years ago, a little movie was filmed up on the Iron Range called I Am Not a Serial Killer, and me and Zach got to be stand-ins for a day in a funeral scene. <laughs> for like eight with, hours. Uh, Christopher Lloyd and the guy, the kid from Where the Wild Things Are and, <laughs> yeah. and the sitter. I don't remember his name. I think his name is Max, but um, yeah. He's, yeah, he's the kid from the sitter, and he's the kid from Where the Wild Things Are. He's the gay kid from the city. Yeah. Yeah. Way to spoil it. Right, right <laughs> the down. sitter yeah, down center. as a spoiler. Major spoiler. Um, major spoiler. <laughs> it is a major spoiler, um, actually. I've never seen it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, check out I'm Not a Serial Killer. It's worth it. Yeah. Um, I got candid but, uh, pictures of Christopher Lloyd, and I also yeah. got 
regular like picture with Christopher Lloyd. In a regular picture. Yeah. <laughs> Where we're standing next mm-hmm. to each other. You see the back of Zach's head in the funeral. Yeah, um, maybe. I got to be like in line and like be like grab a pamphlet. <laughs> I got I grabbed a pamphlet and sat down, but yeah. Um check it out. But anyway, that's my top ten favorite movies of all time with some honorable mentions sprinkled in there. And, uh, and a complete slamming of Black Panther. Complete slamming of <laughs> Black Panther in there, which we'll talk about when we rank the Marvel oh. movies. I'll explain why it's down so low for me. We hate Jai Courtney. Oh, yeah, to forget, as always, we hate Jai Courtney. <laughs> I, Jai Courtney, I know you're listening to this. Um, Stop trying to kiss gonna, his butt. I'm going to agree with them for now, but just know that this is nothing personal. Um, I'm sure you're a way better actor than I could ever be. <laughs> and, uh, <Ha>! yeah. <laughs> and you have way bigger muscles than me. So. Yeah, show me the what? muscles and I'll show you acting talent. You can punch me if you want. <laughs> anyway, show thanks for boomerang. listening to this episode. <laughs> He's good enough. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening to me go on and on about my top 10 favorite movies. Is that um, what this was? Yeah. Oh, this was, this was that. <laughs> proud um, of you. We made it. Yeah, I'm proud that we made it through this, these movies. Yeah. I've been pretty set on this list for a while. I think I I had it set like this for probably the past month for sure. Every once in a while, one movie will pass another. Like when we watched Scott Pilgrim, um, it passed Creep. So. I've um, never actually sat down and tried to like put together a mm-hmm. list. A lot of people say they won't do it, you know, and I don't believe in that. I think that's wrong. I think art comes through pain and sacrifice and love, and that's why making a top ten list is so special and important. It's just that's, so many. That's also why I don't put any, I don't call my favorite movies five-star movies, unless it's authentically a five-star movie, because I what makes I like a, the pain What makes suffering it a five-star of, movie, though? Like, it has to be Oscar, like... Nomination? No, not Oscar, because I don't always agree with Oscar. But what I interpret as a a perfect movie, you know, the, the Children of Men for me is a five out of five star movie. It's See. because of the story, the editing, the production quality of it in general, um, the acting. It is all so completely amazing that goes beyond my love for the movie. Mm-hmm. I can tell it is a. Um, intensely well done movie that meets every doesn't just meet the standard for a good movie it exceeds every standard that I can think of for a movie there's nothing in that movie that I think why is this here or this is garbage or this shouldn't be here it exceeds it all Um, and that's why it's a five five star movie Back to the Future I can think of things that I might possibly change I don't want to because I love it but it's because I love it it's not because it's unchangeable or it's a perfect movie for me you know Evil Dead 2 is an amazing movie, but it is not a perfect movie by any means <laughs> at all. I think I have it rated at a 3, yeah. but it is my second favorite movie of all time. So that's how I... But Muppets it. in Space, 5 but, stars, yeah, greatest stars. film of all yeah, time. Yeah. Open Season 2, <laughs> 5 out of 5 stars. 8 out of 5 on the Chloe scale. Yeah, yeah. 8 <laughs> out of 5 on the Chloe scale. Let's go Chloe We should come up with an actual Chloe scale. <laughs> oh my god. Like an There's algorithm. No sense to it. <laughs> no, like, we should make like an algorithm and yeah. like make it super yeah. convoluted and complicated. Yeah, but it ends up just it's unrealistic. 
But really, yeah, but really like, the formula is just day, like you add yeah. three. Depends on like if I've eaten mac and cheese lately. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's true. Depends on what I've before it. I feel like if a movie impacts culture like in such a big way like Back to the Future or Star Wars or something, I feel like that has to be part of it. Maybe because it, it could have done its job. But like Evil Dead 2 didn't it was just supposed to be it was basically a college like a project no, for college yeah. and it turned into this TV show and launched Bruce Campbell's career oh you, know? you could say Twilight well, I mean I Twilight wouldn't say like I wouldn't say that's a <laughs> yeah five Twilight movie. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> impact culture pretty big in five. 2009 the books I mean yeah the but it's but a big deal Back to the Future and Star Wars have stuck with us from 70s mm-hmm. and 80s till now yeah and still going strong yeah, and, and that plays into, I think, maybe more of just like, the renown of it mm-hmm. in general, but I don't think that, for me, it doesn't apply to the rating, yeah, you sure. know? Because yeah. it's, if if you were to watch it for the very first time in a theater, in, you know, if you were to watch Back to the Future in, did it actually come out in 1985? Yeah. Yeah. If you were to watch it in 1985 in a theater for the first time, you're the first group of people checking out this random movie yeah. would you walk out of the theater being like that was a 5 out of 5 star movie or would you walk out being like that was really good super fun I love the story that's 4 stars and then over time it becomes this crazy big deal you know but at the time no one knew it and and that's kind of like the base rating you have to kind of go off of you know you have to disassociate the culture with it like Return of the Jedi is an awesome movie but man, it's my least favorite out of those, that that trilogy. Um, it's my least favorite out of the newer movies, even not not Hansel. That's definitely down there, and it's better than the prequels. But Return of the Jedi just doesn't do it for me, even though it has tons of practical effect puppets, which I, I love. Really, I really wish you didn't have to take that trilogy. I'm apart. sorry. I'm sorry, my man. It's such. It's good. You let Justin keep it. <laughs> Oh hmm? yeah. No, you. No, I didn't you keep made it. Him pick. I made him pick. Made he him picked pick. at the end. He picked. Edison he picked. Today. He, he picked. No, Star I. Wars. Oh, I had. Yeah. I had to pick one of them. In the I end. made him pick. And even then, the only like, one I didn't make him pick was a Cornetto trilogy. But that was yeah. That, that was, was like an honorable mention. So I uh, no like because I said that even if I had like because it's at number four and even then like I wouldn't have Empire and Return like right under them like Mm -hmm. I just watch them always when I watch Star Wars and I really do consider them all one film but at the end of the day it's like I like the original just the first one the most yeah you know Phantom Menace (laughs) no the first one Uh, but no I'm surprised you said yeah I think you did say that before that Return of the Jedi you like it better you no, you like the sequels the two sequels they've mm-hmm. done better than Return I, of the Jedi. I enjoy them more, I think. Um, yeah. Oh, maybe not Force Awakens. We should really do, like, a Star Wars ranking video. Oh, yeah, we will. We will. We'll I just, sure. I want to really be prepared, because yeah, like, we, we got to do it right. Yeah. It's been a year since I rewatched the original trilogy, so I, I, I want to rewatch I that. I really want to be on the Star Wars episode. Oh, for sure. We'd have you. Right. We've got you. Superheroes and Star Wars. Superheroes and Star Wars. <laughs> and... I guess, like, indie and, like, all the 80s movies are fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, man. My cup of tea. I would love to... Well, because, what, next week we want to do a different series or something. So, like, we've been talking, you know, Christopher Nolan or uh, Jurassic kind of, Park or... We mentioned Jurassic Park. 
Um, we mentioned Wes Anderson. Um, we mentioned Tarantino, but, you know, there's a lot of those we have special people in mind that we want to be, like, yeah, Rav or Peter for Tarantino. Yeah. Or both, whoever. Um, Christopher Nolan, I don't really know other than See, you guys. Me the movie, so we'll yeah, yeah. Tell you what I think. Um, yeah. It's just that's a case where it's like some of them I haven't seen, and some of them I'd have to rewatch. Like mm-hmm. Tarantino, man, I'd have to rewatch probably all of them. I did just rewatch Hateful Eight first time since seeing it in theaters. So, mm-hmm. and the first time I saw it in theaters, I wasn't even that big of a fan. How about now? I thought it was a little better, probably, mm-hmm. but it still is kind of. I think I'm just mostly thrown off because Django Unchained is like my favorite Tarantino movie, mm-hmm. and I like the fact it's so like huge and it's like a western, it's like traveling and mm-hmm. you meet lots of characters, and then you get to Hateful Eight, which is like another western, and you're like, man, it's gonna be just like Django, and it's not, and that's mm-hmm. good because like yeah, do something different, but it's supposed to be a play. It, yeah, and it has that. In fact, I'd almost mm-hmm. think I'd like it better as a play because watching mm-hmm. it as is, I'm like, I, I I do enjoy it, and I like the core especially, and mm-hmm. I like some of the mystery to it all. But it's still just like, man, we we're sitting around for nearly three hours, and mm-hmm. I mean, it really did show the, like almost kind of the limits that his dialogue can go. I know like people love it, and I'm sure. People would bash me for saying, really? It's my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, it is? Yeah. Unless, it is unless you count um, The Whole Bloody Affair as a movie. If you divide it up, I can't choose between them, (laughs) between Kill Bill 1 and 2. Um, You like them both that much? Yeah, I love them both so much. Like, equally as much. I love the first one. I, 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 I think the second one's good, but... Mm-hmm. I don't think it's nearly as good as the first one. I mean, the first one is... I would say the first one's a better movie. Yeah. But personally, I just enjoy them both. And I've... Um, I've watched them back-to-back, but I've never watched them in The Whole Bloody Affair, which is like you can actually get. It's it's a full copy of Kill Bill, which is one and two together. Um, and they've been talking about a part three, or volume three, for a hot minute. Um, I don't know how I feel. I think the second one just ended really well. But if you look at how the, how the first one begins... Yeah, that's true. If you had the daughter of... Was it Copperhead? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Grow up. Oh, that's true. And then it's her said, trying to kill the bride. Said, yeah, she said, if you're still bitter about it, I'll be waiting. That so would be... The, I, that was Tarantino's coolest. idea. Yeah. And he said he would do it too, where, like, she would die. Yeah. She, he said she she, she's, not, she's not going to live because mm-hmm. she totally deserves her revenge as well. Yeah. As oh, much yeah, as definitely. the bride did. Yeah. So. so, who knows? I'd be totally down I'd with that. Down that. So, maybe we'll get that after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, it, Chris Renault, or, uh, Quentin Tarantino is my favorite director, but none of his movies landed in my top ten. Isn't that weird? Boom, boom, dun, 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 I love him. Dun, and I, I think it's just, I appreciate him, and but I <laughs> they're none of the... Top ten favorite movies. So I haven't even considered other than Kill Bill. I didn't even think about any of his other movies. Like I love Jane. I, I can't remember Pope all Pope the movie. movies that I actually like because mm-hmm. like I like so many. Get Letterboxed. Get letter Letterbox is so oh, yeah. convenient. It's the easiest way to to find out what movies you like because you you think of any movie that you've seen, 
you give it a little ranking, and then you can sort through them on your films list. You find, you look at your films Wait, tab. I have to rank them. That's a bad idea. No, 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 you don't rank them. You rate them. The best part is, unlike IMDb, you don't have to rate mm-hmm. the movie to say you've seen it. They'll just let you like click. You've watched it. You don't have yeah. to rank it or okay. rate it or whatever. Okay. So that's, that's great. We should end the podcast. All right. Um, well. Uh, what do yeah. we always say at the end? Um, we always have someone record. They're uh, magically delicious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. eat, eat fresh. I'm loving it. Um, Five. Yeah, so we'll have one of these guys probably Five, say seven. the ending little thing. But anyway, you're probably you're hearing the little shudder from the, the, the reel from our little uh, intro, outro that yeah. we recorded. Anyway, thanks for choosing the Cinema Swamp today. Yeah, and thanks, we'll catch thanks for you, listening. We'll catch you next time. And remember, <laughs> always beware. Always beware. This. Of the, you're supposed to say it with us, guys. <laughs> always beware. We are venom. Jack Courtney, you suck. Well, you dredged yourself through another Cinema Swamp. What do you think of Hunter's scathing review of Black Panther? Do you have any ideas for our Gremlins 3 screenplay? Can you make sense of the Chloe scale? Leave a comment or question on this episode or on social media at Cinema Swamp on Instagram or Twitter. Thanks for listening, and remember, always beware of the Cinema Swamp.